because we're live on Facebook as well. OU81 Tuesdays here on Johnny Bean TV, YouTube, Facebook, X. We're live, you guys. It's September 19th, 2023. It's 808 Bob time, Eastern time, 508 Pacific, and uh, I think Mountain time too, huh, Dan? Are we the same time right now? Yes, I'm with the Pacific time. Yeah, we're on the right same on. time right now, Johnny. It's, a, it's the same time. It's the same time, you guys. We're live. So you guys, smash that thumbs up. Smash that subscribe. We got a lot of new people here. You guys are awesome. And uh, we're going to talk some Van Halen tonight, and we're going to do a giveaway as well. So you want to make sure you participate in the chat. Just talk. Just say anything you want in the chat. All right. All right. Uh, exclusively Van Halen. Uh, here we go. Hey, this is Michael Anthony right here, and you are watching exclusively Van Halen on the Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. Woo! See ya! Johnny Bean Show. It's I like that. Bean Hey now. Yes. I like that. It's perfect on that guitar, too. Hey guys, what's up? Johnny Bean here. Dane Zimmerman, Zim's Guitars. Make sure you check out his channel. Brand new video dropped Brand today. Dane's. Oh, no, that's the wrong. Greetings. Greetings, Earthlings. No, that was my yeah. um, Rob Chapman impersonation. Oh, okay. All right. I've met him. I've, I've met him at the... Uh, you know where I met him, Dane? Uh, at the NAMM any, show. Any ideas? At the NAMM show, which, by the way, we will be... This January, the very end of January, we'll be live streaming from the NAM show, Anaheim, California. And while we're on the subject of uh, live streaming, I know some of you guys, I've been trying to get you guys for, for the past couple of years to come over here. And uh, it's been kind of kind of strange. But, but uh, if you guys want even more, actually, there's two things. Okay, there's three. Th we got three. Well... I got two trips coming up. One is the NAM show, dos the tres. Uno Dos Trace. I got I got the NAM show coming up. You guys all know that. We live stream, had an amazing time last year. But if you guys follow me on Twitch, okay. Well, let, let me put it to you this way. Okay, I will be live streaming from Las Vegas in about one month. What what's the date today? September 19. About a month from today. 
I'll be live streaming from Las Vegas. I'll be checking out music stores, guitar stores, whatever. But if you guys follow me on Twitch, I'll also be live streaming on my Twitch channel from TwitchCon Las Vegas. And I know for some of you that sounds absurd, but it's actually pretty cool. TwitchCon. TwitchCon. It's like the NAM of Twitch streamers. So I'll be streaming on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash johnnybane from TwitchCon, October 28th through the 24th. And I'll be streaming from Las Vegas here on YouTube to uh, from Guitar Shops. Wasn't there like some store there? You guys were saying that they wouldn't let me film in there, but I said nonsense. Uh, Ed Roman. I'll be going in there. Well, maybe, maybe, but no, there was some, what's, there's a show, Pawn Stars, Pawn oh, yeah. Stars, Pawn Stars yeah. is in Las Vegas, I'm going to go to Pawn Stars for you guys okay. here on YouTube, okay? Tell them you have yeah. the original Frankenstrat for sale, and can you get an offer uh, from them? Uh-huh, they'll be excited about that. All right, there we go, in the chat, that's, there's my Twitch link. All right. No, take your EVH guitar to the Pawn Stars and tell them that, hey, Eddie played this. Edward Van Halen played this guitar. Forget about the, the whole that it's got a 2018 serial number on it. No, no, because Eddie played that one. Actually, they've probably seen some of those because those are available. Actual ones. Actual yeah, ones, you know. Sure they have. But uh, anyway, look at this. Eric. Eric J is here. He's back. What's up, Johnny? Thanks for having from, me on again, man. From Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Now it's Saturday night. We had a we had a great time hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Talking um, about all kinds of stuff. We into Star Trek and Bigfoot and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get kind of kind of crazy on that show. But tonight, this is the Van Halen show. So all things Van Halen, you want to talk about? This is the place. And I see behind you, you do have some Van Halen stuff back there. You got a I Wolfgang. Yeah. You got the, one of the EVH skateboards. Yeah, that's a, that's the Koa topped Wolfgang standard, right? I think they call mm -hmm. it. And that's the skateboard where cue, cue your sound effect that I ride and smash into things on. Oh, whoops. Well, there there you we go. go. There you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. That other sound well, effect was getting a motive. that's the getting yeah the i didn't mean to do that that's an evh lava <laughs> <laughs> an EVH awesome. branded, uh incense right on EVH okay incense. it's frankincense get it frank frankincense before we get started before we get too carried away let's say hello to the top tier of channel members here on johnny b tv youtube network the executive producers of Johnny Bean, I said executive producers of Johnny Bean TV are currently CC, Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy Laz, Sherman Callahan, 40 Grit, John Moronic, Majestic PB and J Cat, Guitarman 45, Janice Lala, Arhabs, Warlag, Patty Dill, Fairfield Guitarco, and actually there's another name that's not even on this list I need to add to it. We have another ex executive producer that's not even on here. I need to add them to this list. So the next show we do, which will be uh, Friday. And who might that be? Uh, I saw it earlier. I, I can't remember what it said. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, you know who you are. Okay. So channel, if you'd like to support this channel, channel membership is the best way to do that because you get your name in green in the chat, like Mike Olson, like Robbie Stingle, like uh, Ryan Fraley, a number of people. They get exclusive content. Uh, they'll be getting exclusive content from Las Vegas. It'll be incredible. If you guys want to see, watch me eat a whole steak in one bite on one fork, I can do that. Didn't we talk about that? We talked about that. I think it was Friday. Uh, no, that was Saturday. That was uh, my brother had that story when uh, Nam 90 or 88 went out to dinner with uh, Vito Brada. Yes. Roll from Steinberger. And yeah, so don't believe it because <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to see me eat a steak in one sitting, make sure to uh, become a channel member while I'm in Las Vegas for TwitchCon. It'll be incredible. So TwitchCon, Johnny, who are who are the musicians that are big on Twitch? I mean, who are you hoping to run into? Because, you know, when you go to NAMM, there's certain guys that you pretty much are there and you're hoping you run into them. Who's at this TwitchCon? Who's going to be there? Truthfully, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But I am the reason I'm going is to network. I'm going to network with other Twitch streamers. And it's not it's not only about video gaming, you guys. It's about it's about streaming. And you guys know we do we do, you know, scheduled streams here, but I'm live every night over on Twitch. Every night. A couple of you guys know this. I still don't know what Twitch is. It's just a it's just a live it's just a live streaming platform. Oh, okay. But a lot for of people associate a lot of people have associated with video gaming, but it's it's all kinds of stuff. It's actually it's stuff like this. Oh, okay. It's stuff like talk shows, uh, performing, cooking, cooking. Yeah, anything, anything. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and Twitch is more geared towards the live, whereas YouTube is more geared towards towards the video, such as what Dane dropped today. You know, mm -hmm. storage locker videos. So, anyway, gotta start promoting. So, uh, Las Vegas will be there in about a month. So, make sure you guys uh, tune in. And hey, if any of you guys are in Las Vegas, if you want to meet up, buy me a steak for a dollar ninety nine. I'll be there. We used to and play I'll at a little bar in Vegas called um, what was that little bar called? There's a little punk rock bar. The um uh, something to do with cards the uh, the um double what was that called oh this is it was really close to the hard rock cafe where you could walk to it but mm -hmm. yeah we used to go to vegas and play this little punk rock bar it was a little tiny place and it was super cool you know the punk bands all have stickers and this bar was pretty much held together with all the little stickers <laughs> everywhere the, Double Deuce, the de something like that. That's for Roadhouse. That's, that's where that's where Patrick Swayze worked in Roadhouse. Uh huh. Oh, Dalton. in Vegas. That wasn't. No, it wasn't Jasper. Or the Dope, Wyoming, Jasper, Mississippi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be a great time, you guys. So, gotta start promoting. So, look look forward to that. Uh, what else? What else do we do? If you'd like to support the I channel, went to the, uh, Imperial. <laughs> I actually went to the Imperial Palace one time. Uh huh. 
<laughs> yeah, on my second honeymoon, we went to the Imperial Palace, and uh, they gave us a little, uh, like if you bet or you buy, they, they gave us these little coupons. I remember what it was. If you fly Southwest Airlines, they gave you a little coupon book to play blackjack and and the uh-huh. thing that spins the wheel, you roll the ball around. What was that one? Uh, what's that one called? Where the ball jumps around. Roulette. Roulette. And we yeah. won a couple hundred bucks. It was awesome. Very good. That was my big story. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Johnny. That's cool. Oh, no, no, no. No, I was just saying, like, to help support the show, you guys got the guitar more. You guys know the lights change. Uh, we're also live on Facebook. My personal page, if we're Facebook friends, or if you just follow me, you'll you'll see the, the live stream on Facebook. We got Facebook stars, and we're live in the exclusively Van Halen group at 62,000 members. I have like 400 people I have to approve uh, that, want into, that want to get into that group. So uh, pretty busy over there. What is the question that you have to, they have to answer a question about Van Halen to get in? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have to name two Van Halen songs. Ooh. Oh, and wow. some of them just say, okay. So those are the ones that they're out of there instantly. We're also live in the EVH Gear Fans Live group, EVH Gear Fans Live page, and the Johnny Bean TV group, which, by the way, that guitar that Dane is holding there, if you're watching us in the EVH Gear Fans Live group, maybe you can help us identify this guitar. Because see, there it looks red. The closer you hold it to the camera, it looks like the rocket red. The further away it is, it looks like the neon orange, which yeah, uh, I, I have no memory of. Down here on the bottom horn, and there's newer versions where this is a beep, 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 and the switch is up here. Correct. Yeah, so it, the newer version's got a kill switch, but the guy that sold this to me today said it was neon orange. Mm-hmm. And you don't see too many of them. Looks orange. No, you don't. You don't. You don't at all. So, I think you made a, a good deal on that. You and know I what you can, can do. Low friction right here, and a regular friction for the tone. But that's mm-hmm. really a. Yeah, the thing is, you know, low friction then regular on the um, tone and the switch goes forward and back that I noticed, or it'd be up and down here. But um, I think if, if you ohm out the pickups, this is the hotter pickup is in the neck. That's how Eddie preferred the, the uh, uh, louder pickup was in the neck position. That's how they were originally on the music man guitars. The the neck pickup was a little hotter, I believe. Are they and still maybe, doing that with the EVH Maybe they stuff? carried that. Maybe they carried that over to the EVH line. Anybody in the chat, if you want to chime in. By the way, if you chime in in the chat, this is perfect. You will be entered to win. We're giving away a Van Halen Life magazine. Right here. So if you want to win this. Is that new? Is that something that just came out? Uh, they came out a, cu- a few years ago, and then they reissued it again recently. Oh, Display wow. until September 15th. D- oh, so you can't get these anymore. Oh, 
<laughs> you can get this one here. You see, it says display until uh, September 15th, 2023. There we and what go. guitar yeah, is he holding in that one? What guitar is he holding on the cover? Oh, that's the original Frankie. That one. Okay. Looks like that one back there. So if you want to win this, participate in the chat. Like Todd says, I want to win. Type win in the chat, everybody, and you will get a chance to, to win this at the end of the show. Which could be in an hour or three, depending. Yes. <laughs> Who do we have here? Let's read some names here really quickly. We got we got uh, about 60 people here. You guys are awesome. We got Todd. We got Lewis. We got Jeff. We got Gary. We got Chris. Dean. Uncle. Stream. Reginald. Hey, I owe you guys a great big apology for Saturday. What happened Saturday? I have no memory of Saturday. Um, we got Holly. <laughs> <laughs> we got Skyprop. We got Blue Mox. But Floyd Rose is in that orange guitar that Dane has. Why you put... Oh, wow, that was weird. Did you see that? He was holding it, and then it just... It went away. That was bizarre. Oh, it's... I, On, it's now, now it's floating. It's, it's a ghost. Now it's floating through the air. Man. I have a lot of haunted, old haunted guitars in here. Mm -hmm. The older the guitar is, the more haunted it is. Mm. And the ghosts come out. I'm actually going to do a video. Um, and it's going to be like an episode of Ghost Adventures. What's that? What's that ghost uh, haunting show where they turn the Hunters. lights out and they walk around with black lights and all that? Ghostbusters. Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters. So, yeah, look for that. An episode of Ghost Hunters where I walk through my store at night with the lights out. Creepy. You know, that could be a Halloween guitar because it's orange. And black. Yeah. Black pickups. Do you guys remember that time I was at the Guitar Center and I wanted to play the orange uh, Wolfgang and that the guy called Yeah, that one that, time. The guy that worked there but... called it Pumpkin Orange. <laughs> Uh, that? <laughs> is that pumpkin orange that's an ibanez color they actually have a color called poisoned pumpkin that they oh use wow geez yeah whoa what were they asking oh, oh what uh what floyd is in that that's probably a floyd rose special Probably. It just says EVH or not. Floyd Rose. But it's oh, got 1,000. Let's experiment here. I got a tuner on it. And it says it's close to being in an E. Hold on. Let's put it in E. Okay, let's drop the detuna down. And see where she's at. Oh, it's way out of adjustment. So the way you do these, in case anybody's interested, you pull the detuner out, 
and you tune the string to D, perfectly to D. And then you put it back in, and then you take a little wrench and you stick it right there in the side, and you mm -hmm. adjust that to the to an E, and then there you go. You're have basically it. tuning it. Yes. With that final adjustment. Sometimes I might sometimes I have the right Allen wrench is laying here at my front desk. Hey right Johnny, was um was uh, Unchained? That was the first song that uh, Eddie uh, did drop D on, right? Uh that's a good question. <laughs> I think it, I can't think of any others earlier than that. That that's a good question, man. Because I when I was it learning is. it when I was a kid, I just I just used the regular D. I didn't even realize that he was chugging on the low string because you know in the eighties we didn't know his drop D as a tuning, you know. Well, is uh, is Sinner Swing in Drop D? I, I think I, um, I think that tune uh, "Hear About It Later" is Drop D. Now that's that's E flat. I know at least the beginning of that one. Don't ask. It's me funny. Van stuff. I got flagged for copyright on my show Sunday. And I have no memory of playing uh, anything by anybody else except me <laughs> Sunday. So it was kind of weird. I got dinged for it today. Like, took two days. Was that the uh, the chorus pedal show? Yes. Yeah, no, I watched that. You were playing your own variations of cover songs of people. Oh, I played Pretty Woman. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. I played, it caught it. That's, okay. Who got you, Roy Orbison then? or Roy Orbison came after me, yeah. <laughs> It's all good though. It's it's all good. All right. I guess Dane's. I guess we're being we're putting putting on mute. Maybe someone's about to buy that guitar. That's awesome. Okay. Hear about it later is drop D. Forty grit is saying. Oh, right on. Yeah, I, w I was thinking there's a few songs off Fair Warning that are drop D. Is that the first album? Nothing on one, two, or Women and Children First is drop D, right? That's actually a good question. And that that's a good question for the chat. Yeah. Are there any songs that are that are drop D from the first few Van Halen records that you guys can think of? I can't. I can't either. It's all half step down, sort of kind of half step down, right? Because uh Eddie would whatever Eddie was in, Mike would just tune to it and they would just go. They didn't have they didn't get real creative cuz I when I first started playing, I'm like, "Man, I I'm tuned exactly. I'm supposed to be, but it still sounds off. And mm -hmm. there's people I don't see on the Van Halen forums. They like have the actual tuning, like how many megahertz each string is for. I'm like, wow, man, that that's too much work. I just get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There, there's dudes that are really into that, and that's great. I mean, it, it it's just a, a real dedication to that. Um. It's great stuff. By the way, Jay Turner, I see you here, man. Jay, do you want me to mention that? Jay, do you want me to mention? You You had messaged me earlier asking me a question, and I can mention that if you just say yes or no. Oh, you're okay, you already said it. Okay, our friend Jay Turner here, he's in a band. What's your band called? Mean Street. Is it Mean Street? Yeah, it's in his, it's in his avatar. 
Our friend Jay Turner, he plays bass in the Van Halen tribute called Mean Street. They're looking for an L.A. Raiders number 32 jersey, like what Eddie Van Halen wore during the 84 era. And I have a photo of it right here. It's in the Donington video, right? That's what he wears all. Yes, it's in the Donington video. So if anybody out there, if you have access to one of these jerseys, if you know where they're doing like a, a printing of these, our friend Jay Turner, his guitar player and his uh, Van Halen tribute called Mean Street. I heard they're one of the best. They're looking for this, uh, this shirt. So if anybody has one or, or if you can make one, please contact our friend Jay Turner and just look up uh, Mean Street tribute that's an early pick of that shirt isn't it didn't uh when he was wearing it he had one of the sleeves cut off i think at a later date maybe yeah like there's another one marcus allen right wasn't marcus allen on the raiders number 32 back then i don't know i have no idea but yeah i think the sleeves were were cut uh for the donnington video when he got bigger when he was working out he cut the sleeves off mm-hmm Hey, what's up? Hey, I just walked in the door. Dane put me to work again. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing, How are you man? Doing? Uh, we're good. great. Good. Yeah, we're under 100 degrees here. And that's, a, that's a big plus. 72 degrees. <laughs> it was 72 <laughs> this morning. We were all freezing to death. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, it's nice out now. And uh, Dane just got a guy came in with a whole bunch of cases and stuff, so he's busy. So he threw me over here and said, do something useful. Right on. Well, hey, meet Eric. <laughs> this is Eric J. What's up, man? How you doing, buddy? Right here. Good, sir. How are you? Rock Daddy here. Yeah. You might you might recognize him from the chat. You'll see, like, rock the name Rock Daddy oh, in the yeah, chat. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, people seem yeah, to Yeah, I, I get on there and harass everybody, so. <laughs> the internet is what it's for, harassing people. Oh, I like to harass Nightbot because he didn't talk back. <laughs> <laughs> so what's right your topic on. today? Well, uh, we were just talking. Well, there's that guitar behind you. That's one that Dane just got. That's a 5150 series guitar, EVH. Pretty rare color. The other side, the orange. The orange color. Oh, the we're, orange one? Like, we haven't seen too many of those on online. Yeah. It's an earlier, earlier finish. Thank that you, needs Hans. a volume control for the paint. <laughs> that is bright. That is really bright. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's boy. that's cool, huh? Yeah, that is nice. The neck's already broke in. Nice. Yeah, it's Rock Daddy. Look at everybody in the chat saying Rock Daddy. <laughs> smash that thumbs up I came down. yeah I, I came down to get a case from him somebody brought in a case that's tiger striped it's a fur tiger striped soft case and i thought uh -huh. i don't have one of those i need one i don't know what a i'm going to put in it <laughs> a fur tiger stripe is a real tiger fur or not i don't know if it's real tiger fur but <laughs> Looks like this girl I met the other night out on Van Hughes Street. But. 
Looks like her skirt. Anyhow. Uh-huh. Wow. So what's going on in, in, over where you're at? What's the weather like there? It's a Van Halen show, dude. It's got the local weather. Report. Well, I know, but we were talking about the weather. Well, the weather, it, ah, it's nice people. here. Yeah. It, it's nice in Great. Santa Cruz. Yeah. What what right. what's it what's it like where you are, Eric? Oh man, it's it's nice. Summer's over. Finally, it's a really hot summer, and it's kind of like getting into fall here. So you know, mid seventies, low humidity. This is go. a fake tan. I go to a tanning bed, so that's why I look so <laughs> ridiculous. I just walk outside for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do that. It would save me a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> 66 so degrees here. Star, what do you guys think of that new Star Van Halen guitar? The Star. Oh, I was the, looking the at that with the, like they're off colors or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Like, yeah, that, that's like it. that green one. Green, yeah. yeah. I looked at that. I thought, man, I'd like to have one of those. Mm-hmm. What did, that was like yeah. the Dan Electro headstock, right? Shaped. Is that what that was? He had a Dan Electro neck on mm -hmm. the original one. Yeah, because I collect Dan Electros, and I, I saw that, and I thought, wow, that's wild. And then a, the star shape, and then it's a Van Halen guitar. I thought, and that's got me going three different ways to Sunday here. So I'm, gonna, oh, awesome. I'm looking at one. Was that a Kramer body, or what What was the body for that one, the original? I'm not sure. Um, I think – let's ask the chat. It's always, always, you always want to get the chat, get the participation. What, what was the original star body in the chat? If anybody knows that. But hey, Rock Daddy, though, you, you collect Dan Electros? You mean like the original ones? Yeah, some of them. I like some of the new ones. I like some of the old ones. Yeah. Mm hmm. Best playing 12 string electric I have is a Dan Electro. Mm hmm. And I've got some 12 string electrics. <laughs> I, oh, I got cool. a bunch of those. I got Gibsons and Riches and all kinds of stuff and Taylors and but man that Dan Electro for three hundred and fifty bucks I picked it up I played it and I thought wow this thing's awesome. Then I found mm -hmm. out that's what uh, Jimmy Page was using. I thought, yeah. No wonder he's using this. <laughs> did do you did you ever you ever come to a, a shop in Berkeley called Subway Guitars? No, no, I don't think so. No. Okay, in the 90s, I worked at the shop, and we we had tons of the original stock from Dan Electro. Like the actual oh, wow. stuff, not this new stuff. The yeah. original guitars that were like, uh, not cardboard. What what was the actual? Uh, yeah, they were uh, kind of a, it was kind of like an MDF board. Like some sort of, yeah, with the lipstick pickups. Those mm -hmm. headstocks, everybody is, you know, everybody online is like, man, the headstock's horrible. It's whatever. No, if you guys know what that is, it's pretty awesome. Like, you know, oh, it's yeah, kind of nicknamed like, like the yeah. Coke bottle headstock mm -hmm. or the Jimmy Page because yeah. Jimmy Page used yeah. those, uh, you know, it, I mean, on, on the guitar that EVH is, has, uh, see, it's on the green guitar right there. It says EVH on the very top. The original. Like if that was an original neck with an original decal, it would say Dan Electro down the middle, mm -hmm. in between yeah. the the six the three the three by three tuners. It would say Dan Electro. 
And th- those yeah. necks are great. Oh, the original the neck. Yeah, you that can just put well, cool. they don't widen out at the top much. They're pretty much the same same width all the way down. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're playing a lot of uh, power chords or something real fast or something, you can just slide up and down that neck real easy and just pop those down off real nice. Guitar neck. So, mm-hmm. uh, those are great. But I'll I, show I've you guys. Got, I know, I've got about 12 or 13 yeah. of them. I got, hey, I've got, you remember the, the long horns? The yeah. The ones with the long horns yep. up the sides and stuff. I've got a six string and a matching bass for it. And they're in pristine condition. How many frets? I don't know. How many frets? I have no idea how many frets. Some of those, the ones, the original ones I've seen, they would have up to like 30 frets. They get smaller no, and smaller scale. and smaller. Oh, okay. Short scales. So they're, they're probably in 20, 21, something like that. Okay. Okay, Boy, so here's... Really nice I don't... <laughs> this is a reissue. See that? See? It's just talking guitars. We're talking guitars. Okay, this is a reissue. This isn't an original, but this is a reissue. This is like one of the newer ones. See, it would say Dan Electro down the down the headstock right. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's basically what, what the Star guitar used. So this is like what EVH is like kind of copying, kind of. For those of you that have been wondering... Because there's a lot of Van Halen fans out there that have no idea what that headstock is. And they're like, that's ugly. That's horrible. <laughs> but if you know what it is, it's cool. Was that it's just cool. used on uh, the uh, Diver, or Women and Children First Tour, right? That's the only time he used that guitar? No. He, he used it on the uh, Van Halen 2 Tour. He used it. It was the star, but it had a, he- it had a Strat headstock. Really, I didn't. Know. I thought he only used the uh, the bumblebee on two. No, and actually, to get even weirder, he used the bumblebee on the first tour as well. Oh, really? Not a lot of people know that. He, the very end of the first tour is when he got the bumblebee. Right before that, they had already recorded two, right? Because I I thought I read that Mm-mm. they had recorded two, and then he got the guitar and he just used it for the pictures on the album. Uh, ah that is interesting that is interesting but no the very end of the first of the first tour i think they were over in england he was playing the b okay um but i guess he he had changed it up yeah for the second record and swapped it out and and threw that pickup in it changed the neck everything was different on it because that had a rockinger trim right wasn't that the one that had a Rockinger trim and he wasn't crazy about it? And then that's when they put the Floyd into it. But before, the, I think before the Rockingers, I think. I think the Rockinger was later. That was during the Kramer days. Oh, okay. I think. Right, Nelson? Nelson Rodriguez. What's up, dudes? Smash that thumbs up. What else? I'm trying to think. No, so so the '79 tour, he did play the star, but it was just white. It wasn't painted, and it had a Strat headstock on it. And there's Super 8 footage of that, so you'll notice it right away. You'll see it, and you'll be like, "Wow, that's weird." Yeah, I'm gonna look later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then of course by uh, the Invasion tour, he was playing the star. It was right. all striped yeah, up. I saw most of it on that tour. Yeah. Yeah, and it said Ubab, Ubab 2 on the back. 
that's the guitar that EVH uh, made a tribute of. And then now they're doing basically uh, solid colors of those, such as the green one. Did you hear uh, one of the things I read was um, the solid color Frankenstrats or they had some leftover bodies or something and they, they I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. That's something that I read that it wasn't really their plan to do that, but they kind of thought they sold as many of the striped ones as they could. So they just decided to paint the remaining bodies in solid colors and sell them that way. Hmm. I have not heard that. I mean, that, that could be true, but I would think that they, they would have, I mean, those bodies regardless. I mean, they would have the template for them and they could just make them and, you know, unpainted. It's a good like, idea. I mean, not everybody, not everybody wants to get on stage with a striped guitar. You know, so. not, I say, guys, something that's basically Van Halen without stripes on it. Rock Daddy, Rock Daddy, everybody, great Rock customer. Daddy. Right on. So, Dane, so we're talking about the those the new. Uh, I think they call them the Frankie Relics. Like that red I one. I want there. one. I want one. I want the red one. Yeah. With the maple neck. Yeah, those are cool. Wait, the I The green I have... thing that looks like a Jackson star. I'm not really into that one. Don't like the Dane Electro headstock. Wait a minute. We just talked about that for 10 minutes. I'm not a you fan. Don't want... But the thing yeah. is, you work at a shop, so you know the history of that headstock and, and how, how it's from other guitars and page used it. And it's not just something that's on a Van Halen guitar that people hate. Like it's an actually, it's a cool thing. Right. Right. So, so yeah, so those solid color guitars, the solid color guitars are basically these just without the stripes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so Eric was just saying how he had heard possibly they had some of those bodies and they just painted them. I would think, I mean, they would have the, the templates for them and they could just crank them out. Uh, but the thing is, with not just EVH, but a lot of guitar companies, a lot of, lot of you know, guitars like this, when they, by the time they come out, they're in development for several years. Not just like, whatever. Like that brand new guitar that Wolfgang is playing. You know, he's going to be playing that guitar on on stages for for two years, probably going on three years before the guitar even comes out. That one, the one on the right there, the SA one two six. So you know that guitar fits him really good. It's a big. They're guy. cool. Yeah, the the little PV Wolfgang would look like a little tiny, like he's playing a little toy guitar. Well, he's not like he's giant, but the the yeah the the Wolfgang would look like he's playing a little three quarter size, you know, little small body guitar. I mean, a lot of people have said just in general. There's a lot of people out there that say uh, it was before the Wolfgang, like the Music Man, the Van Halen Music Mans. There's a lot of people that that like them but can't play them because they th- they say they're too small on them. Like I'm four foot. To me, it's it's a big guitar. But Eric, 
Eric, how tall are you? Uh, five ten and a half on a good day. So, so are the Wolfgang guitars? Are they are they kind of small for you? Uh, would you think? I don't know. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> I think they're kind. Of, I don't know. They're comfortable. That looks good. Have you played the Music Man? Uh, I have the fake one, the OLP one, but it's, uh -huh. I think it's the same size. I love that. I used that as my gigging guitar for years because it was I could throw it up in the air and catch it and not worry about it. I think I got it for a hundred dollars. I remember uh, when those when the when the Ernie Balls came out. What was that? Late ninety or, I guess Pound Cake was the first time we saw it, right? The video for Pound Cake. Pound, the video for Pound. Well, officially, the first time we saw it was in the the guitar player ad. Oh, okay. Where he's playing the red one, photo by David Bertinelli. That was the first time we saw that. Okay. Uh, the video was the debut of the guitar. Right. And then each video after that, Run Around, uh, Top of the World. Um, yeah, the Run Around, uh, didn't he have a double neck one too, right? Purple double neck and a yeah. striped one in it, I believe. And a striped, and a, a different striped one than the one in Pound Cake. Pound Cake had the striped That's one right. too. At the end, yeah. But that finish was actually painted up and, and yeah. taped up and everything. The, the Run Around finish was just the front was just oh, painted. Okay. I remember it seems people didn't like those when they first came out. Everybody was like, what is this? And they, they didn't like the shape and all that. And I thought they were kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It was sort of a, you know, because everything, what did he say? He didn't want to just do like another bastardized strap, wasn't he, sit in, in an interview? And, mm -hmm. you know, I, he I said, always thought they were great looking guitars. Yeah. Yeah. He had said it was almost like a, a Telecaster and a, yeah. a Strat and a Les Paul like combined. Yeah, which is kind of what what it is if if you look at the different right different parts of it. Yeah, I I first played one uh, in Santa Barbara, California, uh, nineteen ninety two, late ninety one. I played one, and I thought it was awesome. And then I got one. Uh, I got one for Christmas ninety two. Oh wow! And I still have it. And I I play it. Let let me get my OLP so you can you see see the difference. But I never I never played a real one, so I don't know. I just got this one at a pawn shop, and it that's was great. that's the thing. A lot of people have never played one. Can I get mine, Dan? Do you do you have one in the shop? Um, no, I don't. They're all gone. Here, let's see that. I'm gonna grab mine. I'll I'll show you mine too. Dead air, Eric. Dead air. Dead air. Oh my Dead God! Air. You can hear me playing. Yeah, I got this for a hundred and 
$30 like 10 years ago. I guess, what do they call that? A photo finish or something? It's just kind of glued on there. So it's not real, but it, it looks, looks real, <laughs> you know? A laminate. Laminate, laminate. That's the word I'm looking for, yeah. And then the back is just black. But I think everything else is the same, you know, two, two humbuckers. I've kind of hot-rided mine a little bit with uh, Babbitt's full contact saddles. 50 times the surface contact there on the saddles. I don't know if you can see that, but gigantic improvement over the regular saddles that were on this guitar. Deck the bridge. I don't use the tremolo or anything. And uh, 940. And let, let's see the headstock. What's that? <laughs> let's see the headstock on it. There we go. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a yellow one of those. Mm -hmm. Had it in here for a long time. Yeah. What'd I you mean, have to pay for that thing? Literally a hundred dollars. I bought this. Oh board. yeah, that's great. In a pawn shop. I don't even know. It's like six or seven years ago, and I was just—I thought it was trashed, and I was just going to hang it on the wall. But all I did was, you know, adjust the truss rod a little bit. You know, like I said, deck the bridge because the, the hardware wasn't fantastic. But you know, once you put the Babbitt saddles on it, I mean, the sustain is way better than it was. And yeah, I used it forever, man. I used it for. Pretty much every show that I ever played, I was in a, a band for a couple of years, and it was just I couldn't find a reason not to play it. It was lightweight. I didn't have to worry about dropping it or somebody stealing it or anything, and it was unique. You know? <laughs> definitely, definitely stood out on stage. Yeah, do you want to nice. see? Do you want to see one that you have to worry about dropping? Yes, yeah, and that you have to worry about someone stealing. <laughs> Oh, wow. This is the actual one. I got this like December 92. EVH. That's the EVH, right? This is the actual EVH. E Look at that. Wow. Yeah. This is the real deal. I've had this since December 92. All original except the switch. I replaced two or three times. I used to get them directly from Ernie Ball. And then this is an original Floyd from a Focus guitar, Focus Kramer. The original Floyd rusted up and Schaller? was unuseful. Uh, uh, Godo. Oh, it's a Godo. Okay. It was a Godo, the original, yeah. So. And you purposely don't clean that fretboard. You like that, the look of that. Well, I mean, I'll clean, I'll clean it every now and again, but. I don't play it enough now. Like I, I really don't play. I really don't play this guitar much. What did these that days? When you bought it in '92, like two grand or something, or no less. Uh, they were going. They would retail for seventeen fifty. Wow. So you would get them less. Wow. Sixteen something. Fifteen. Well, that was a lot of money back then. <laughs> like back then, years. it was yeah. it was an expensive guitar. You guys yeah. think this guitar is expensive now? Oh yeah. Oh, it is. I mean, yeah. And then, of course, you do this. This is, you know, what they have now. But I have, there's some guys that are going to be drooling. I have the originals. Like, this is the original strap. Like, the strap that Eddie used. This is how these, that's where these came from, was from these. The Ernie Ball version. So you bought the guitar and they gave you the strap with the guitar. 
Here's no, I did with that. I just no, they didn't. Carbine really store. Oh, uh, oh, let's see. That. Yeah, these usually come from the dollar store, and then I just use the Demarzio clip locks on them. Uh huh. Oh, like, carabiners. Yeah. Yeah, it's even better than go. the dog leash one. You know. Mm hmm. It matches. Forty, get your grip ready for Johnny. Yeah, you guys want to know something? I told you guys earlier, I used to work at a store in Berkeley called Subway. I used to sell guitars to Green Day. You know, I used to, I, you know, this was years ago. I used to buy these. This is the original strap. Only the one side is like that. The other side is like this. Okay. So actually only this side you could actually hook one of these things to. The other side, you'd have to, you'd have to like, like sew it. Um... I used to buy these from Music Man for fifteen dollars. Wow, that's real. I had four. Though. I had four of them. I had two of the blue ones, which is the regular length. I meaning the logo's blue. Uh, and then you could also get a red logo. Those were longer. You guys know how you guys know how there's a longer version of these. There was a longer version of these as well. I used to buy these for fifteen bucks a piece. If I would have been smart about it, I just would have kept buying them and I would have boxes of, the, boxes of these. I only have the two. I had sold the two red ones decades ago. I have two of these left. And I use them. I mean, this really was like a main strap for this guitar for a lot of years. Very comfortable. Very comfortable. Did they say AV, EVH on them anywhere or they just say Ernie Ball? No, they just say Ernie Ball. Yeah, it wasn't until later that they started doing the PV version, which was EVH, right, right. and then of course the the EVH version. But this is this is the actual actual you know one and looks like you had fifty one fifty on there, but the one fifty came off. I did. Right. I I tore it off. I did. I tore it off. I've just, I just left that five. It's just the five guitar. The five. John five. Yeah. Johnny five, five is alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In this guitar, they're, they're very unique. I mean, it has a very unique sound to it. The, the feeling, you know, this is the neck. This is the Eddie Van Halen neck. Um, I hate to say it, but the ones that the, all the ones they made afterwards, they're not the same. You know, the you axes. could only the axes the necks are not the same. They're not better, they're, better whatever. They're fatter. They're much fatter than these. Uh -huh. um, and of course, the access would have like the the cut right here, which this doesn't. Yeah, this one does. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah, my I think my flame looks better though. <laughs> oh yeah, I've good. always hated the flame on mine. <laughs> I always thought mine was horrible, but it sounds good. It has the tone now those didn't come with detuners right those that you added after the fact right hey babix guitars welcome you know those guys yeah uh, um <laughs> <laughs> they're cheap aren't they dollar 99 come on you can do dollar 99 the lights didn't even trigger yeah um babix thank you so much no, no, this, like I said, this Floyd, this, this, this is an original Floyd from a Kramer Focus 1000. My first Kramer guitar, this came from the original uh, Goto Bridge from this guitar rusted because my hands 
get wet when I play. So these had all rusted shut. Like it was a, it was a, a tr- it was just, it was a nightmare changing strings on the original right. bridge. I couldn't do it anymore. So, so, uh, I think it was, it was after I got back, uh, I, I lived in Florida. I was working with, with Desmond child. This was my main guitar. I remember Desmond seeing this guitar and thinking it was a really nice looking guitar. And then he would tell me stories about working with Eddie. Um, which I think some of that stuff just came out. I think there's some news. We'll, we'll get to that. Desmond was interviewed and he talked about his time working with Van Halen, which he had told me years ago when I was in the studio with him. Anyway, so when I got back from Florida, I changed the original bridge to this. And it's been like this ever since. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you, so did you have to put the, the, uh, the eye hole thingies in? Or the, yes. This didn't come stock, right? No. Did you drill or I just I just kind of put mine in and turned them till they stopped. I I just did it just by hand. Yeah, yeah, I never. Yeah, I, didn't make sense to drill. People always ask if you need to drill and you d- you don't. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to. There we go. So that Babix guitar. Yes. Is that the sticks where the strings come over the bridge and then they separate to different like mounting things on, uh yeah on the, the, the body of the, the acoustics yeah just for anybody that doesn't I know have so one of those i yeah, did Jeff a youtube Abbott. video on one of those right yeah they they were cool that was um for anybody that doesn't know but if you're here you probably do know jeff babbitts was at steinberger in the 80s and and he uh you know set up Eddie's guitar form, the GL2T, and he actually had a really good relationship with him through the years. And I think it's it's pretty well known now in 2015 when they were going to do the, what they call it? They were going to plan to do the uh, kitchen sink tour that never came to mm-hmm. fruition. But uh, I remember Eddie reached out to Jeff Babbitts and sent him his Steinberger and I believe a Les Paul and maybe a Wolfgang that all had trans trums that, you know, needed to be set up because Jeff Babbitts is like the only guy left in the universe that knows how to set up trans trims properly and do fretwork correctly on Steinbergers. And uh, so that was really cool for me being 16 years old and, and my brother Jeff coming home and telling me, hey, you know, the guy you really like on MTV, he's playing our guitars now. You know, that's where it started. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when, you know, because when 5150 came out, uh, they didn't really have any videos for it, right? They had um, Dreams, which was uh, the Blue Angels. That was a, that was a promotional video for right. the Blue for for the for the na- the Navy for the Navy. Yes, the Blue Angels. I because think. when I was in school, they came, you know, to talk to us about the possibility of joining, and they showed us that video. And I was the only kid sitting there that knew what it was. I'm yeah, like, that's Van Halen. Van Halen, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's really cool, because then I guess the first time we would have seen it, I, I, I didn't go to that tour. But uh, when Live Without a Net came out, right, he was using it mm-hmm. on summer nights and everything. That's unless it was in magazines or something. But I don't remember any videos from 5150, really. No, they, they purp- purposefully didn't make any videos for the album. Um, I think one reason was because they want people to come out and see them live. They want to right. come to the shows, right. but also I think they were boycotting, uh, making yeah. videos at the time. It wasn't just Van Halen. I think Journey was doing the same thing where they weren't making videos. Really? Yeah. Okay. I wonder why that would be. I mean, that seems like that was the main way to promote your albums back then, you know? 
There's an article about it. I remember reading an article about it in Rolling Stone at the time where they said they purposefully didn't do that. Um, hmm. But you're right. So there was the Dreams video. But then what they did was once Live Without a Net came out, they chopped it up and they would show segments of that on MTV. Right. As videos. Yeah, Best like, of Both Worlds, I think. Best of Both. Videos. Uh, Love Walks In. Yeah. Why Can't This Be Love? Summer Nights, I remember that. Uh, maybe Summer Nights, whatever the singles were from the album. And also, I think there was the Video Music Awards where they went via satellite live to that show. And they actually performed Best of Both Worlds live. And it's that same show, though, but the footage, it's different angles. Right. And then it, and then in the middle of that is the Addicted to Love, which they had cut out of the home video release. Van Halen played the Robert Palmer. Song? Yes. I didn't know that. They play it in the middle of Best of Both Worlds. Yes. Oh, did they play Celebration by? Uh... <laughs> no. That's what everybody says it was uh, based off as well. No. Although, although Cool uh, and the Gang did open for Van Halen in 2012 and they did play right. Celebration. And the guitar player did play a Wolfgang. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, so I was late for that show. I saw Everything that. connects here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Hey. You can close early. I got it, guys. Hey, look at that. Did you buy that or did you sell that? I just bought it from him. Who is that? Oh, that's Rock Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I came in for. Isn't that awesome? Look at that. What guitar are you going to put in there? Do you have like a, a Jackson or something? BC Rich? I get BC Riches too. Dan Electro? Might stick in a land electro in it. That'd be really cool. Mm -hmm. Great. Thanks. <laughs> but to answer your question, Dane, yeah, that was um, many years later, the acoustics with the strings across the back. That was, you know, they came Yeah, out. if you go deep into my channel from about a year ago, 18 months ago, I did a video on one of those. Uh, one yeah. came in, I bought it, I restrung it, sold it to Rock Daddy the very next day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did he like it? And he just got a case for it. Dude, this, uh. I, I'll tell you the story real quick. And it kind of makes me sound like a capitalist pig, but this is what happens in this business. Guy brought in all these acoustic guitars, like a dozen of them, laid them all out on the ground. And, and you always ask the customer, well, what are you hoping to get out of everything? You don't start shooting offers out yourself. You always ask you lock the them in. First, what are you trying to, well, I mean, you walked in here hoping to get money for these guitars. How much were you wanting? And the guy's like, oh, how's 400 bucks sound? Is that too much? I said, no, no, for, where's my wallet? 400's fine. Rock Daddy was standing here, and after oh, the no. customer left, Rock Daddy's like, bro, I'll give you 400 bucks just for the Babbitts right there. And I said, okay. So, boom, made that transaction. And so all, the other, all the other 10 guitars were then instantly paid for. Oh, wow, man. I know I'm a, cap I know I'm a capitalist pig. But, you know, that's a great guitar because it's got an adjustable neck. The height on the neck adjusts up and down. 
Yeah, the you put a hex gain. You can change the high quality, quality guitars. Yeah. Like an electric. I never seen one. I never seen one before. Wow. Mm -hmm. Spider, yeah, they call it the spider, which I never liked that name because I told my brother a spider has eight legs and the guitar has six strings. So where do you get spider from? Babbitt's spider guitar. Well, now you just bummed mm. me up, man. Uh, you want to sell it back? You want to sell it back to me now? need two more strings. 300 bucks. Sell it back. There you go. Just put two more strings on it, then it can be a real spider. It's one of these? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, mine's got a natural top on it. But fantastic playing guitar. Yeah, they were they were cool, man. And the reason that strings are fanned out across the back is because it, the guitar becomes more resonant instead of all the pressure, you know, just pulling from the bridge by having the strings mm -hmm. fanned out, incorporating more of that wood top. So when you play it, it's mm -hmm. a fuller sound. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. We're very uh, similar to that. That all started with 5150 years prior, you know, building That's that guitar cool. for Eddie. I had no idea there wow. was a connection there with that Ed, yeah. Edward. Yeah. Well, that has an Eddie connection. All right, cool. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. Eddie didn't oh play God. a whole lot of acoustics, though, so uh, I don't know. I don't even know what acoustics he ever did play. I, I just remember, uh, I don't know, there was any time he did, when the three era, when he was playing Josefina with uh, Gary, he had... Uh, a Wolfgang with the, what are the Pizios or Pies? What do you call those? The, that makes it sound like an acoustic? Piso. Piso. Piso, Piso, Pasty, Piesty. <laughs> um, he started tomato, using those. Tomato. Potato. He started using the, the, the Pizos, Pizos during the balance tour. He had one built into a uh, Wolfgang when they were doing uh, Can't Stop Loving You. Oh, really? Mm hmm When they would play that live. So it started there, and then when it went on to the three tour, he was using them. And then he actually did play uh, – uh, there are photos of him playing a PV acoustic live on the three I tour. Did, I, yeah, I did see as that. Well. Yeah, yeah. Which is known for acoustic guitars, right? But uh... PV? Yeah. Then yeah. Kind of it's weird. funny. I was just at a Starbucks recently, and the girl that behind the counter, I was wearing a Guitar Center shirt. I told this story the other night. She's like, do you work at Guitar Center? I'm like, no, but I'm a YouTuber. I was live streaming at Guitar Center Hollywood. And she's like, oh, I just started playing the guitar, and I have a PV, but PV is not known for guitars. They're known for amps. And I couldn't believe she knew that because yeah. a beginner – Maybe the salesperson told her that, maybe. Yeah. They don't I don't know. know. Or her but, but PVs are known for guitars now because of the Wolfgangs. That was that was the other big thing when the, I remember when the fifty one fifty amps came out, everybody's like, Oh man, why is he going with PV and blah 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 blah? Why isn't it Marshall? And thirty something years later, everybody wants those block what do they call them? Block letter first yeah. run fifty one fifties. I mean, those things were ridiculous. Mm -hmm. heaviest heaviest sound ever and then i think pv kind of got away with 
I don't know. Then they start making them somewhere else after a while, and they weren't made in Mississippi anymore. And I know they, and they changed sixty five oh five and had the little mini ones and all that. It's. I think, I've actually they at the at the recent Nam show, they actually just came out with a new version. I have the, uh, the what do you call it from him? Here. He's got the Nam brochure. What he's looking for. Oh, okay. In the guitar more. It's back there. What is that? The guitar what? The guitar more. Oh, okay. Is that everything he has is in that one closet there? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Got all this stuff. I can't find the... Uh... Or is that it? No. Anyway, the result, there's like all... Like these yeah, things. Oh my gosh. I had one of Which, those combos. I wish I never sold it. Ugh. I had one too for a while. And I, 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 oh, I had one too. Yeah, I had one as well. And I, I had to sell it to get a, a Fender amp for the band I was touring in the, at the time. Uh, luckily, the one that I had, somebody had put casters on it. So I could just yeah. roll it roll it around. That combo sounded more, I mean, I, I, I was stupid because... I got rid of that for the head and the, and the cabinet, which was completely useless. I wish I had never done that. But that combo, I mean, you could plug into that. That was the sound. That sounded more like Eddie than the head or anything that I ever had. Mm-hmm. Well, because it had the better clean tone. Yeah, and it had built-in reverb. Built-in reverb. Yeah, because the clean tone on the original amp, it's not clean. Yeah, it was not. It's really of- not clean. Yeah. It's really not. Then, yeah, I've got all this stuff from back in the day. You know, the original PV. Actually, that's the original one right there. Uh, Blue Mox. Blue Mox. Uh, He really likes the orange guitar. How much to ship it to Seattle? The guitar's 700 bucks, and I'll say ship uh, plus tax with uh, $60 in shipping. Probably you'll get it up to Seattle. Oh, you have wow. to call me during the day. You have to call the store tomorrow during the day. And I can take your card over the phone. And you have a you have a phone number <clears throat> that he can call. And uh, well, you have an address uh, right now. I don't know if all you guys know that, but uh, Zim's Guitars Net, where uh, you can look at um, pretty much all my inventory. Uh, we're trying to come up with it, but we got a a, uh, I, I, a customer of mine came in here, and he works for GoDaddy. And he's like, bro, I'll build you a custom website that's going to be just cream of the crop, right? And uh, for $1,000 in-store credit. And I said, okay, do it. And he took a really nice uh, prestige that I had. But, but uh, <clears throat> it was worth it. I have a website now zimsguitars.net nice yeah we were looking at it the other day mm-hmm. i remember that so look at that so you you may sell a guitar today or tomorrow is it all uh are you an evh dealer or is it all used gear pretty much or what no it's all you used gear do you have a reverb shop the buy too? sell and trade shop no, do don't do reverb no because I don't want to give them any of my money and, and I don't get trade-ins that way. Oh, okay. 
So. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah. Nice. That what you want? I think so. What's your price down? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Tell her that's a really good deal for that guitar. Because it is. Uh, he's getting the full tone MOSFET full drive two by full tone oh. that recently went out of business. And these things are probably more than that, but that's how we do business around here. Thanks, buddy. There's an older one over there that's probably worth more money because it's vintage. Uh oh. Oh, wow. Full tone. <laughs> yeah, they've recently went out of business. So if you see a full tone. Yeah. Do you see any full tone stuff out at the pawn shops or something? You know, and you can talk them down then. You know, I don't know how much of a difference it's making, but. Mm-hmm. As far as price. Sometimes when, um, you know, pedal companies go out of business and things like that, the prices go back up. Oh, Remember sure. The two cattle companies like Boss and Dodd, and that was it. Back in the 80s, that's like all I... Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been as I was want... so cool. 300. Back I could only day. afford the Dodd. Yeah, I had them all. But I wanted the Boss. Right, right. Ready, see you, buddy. Okay. My first pedal is the, the D... Well, is it D-O-D? Dodd? I My first it was Dodd or D-O-D. In the chat, what is it? Dodd or D-O-D? My first Dodd pedal is the Hard Rock I Distortion. The, I still have it. It's DOD. It's the initials. It's DOD. DOD. I had the the American Metal, the FX fifty six American Metal, the purple one. I think I, yeah, it was kind I of. I think purple I have one of those. I had. I, I think, think I, I have one four of them lined up in a row, and that's kind of how I learned to play because I had a, a Tokai Strat with single coils, and mm -hmm. you know through a PV keyboard amp so i just thought if i keep if i put like seven distortion pedals in a row i'll sound like eddie and uh -huh. so i play really fast and then turn the volume down play really fast turn the volume down because the second i stopped playing it just screamed you know yeah it was good marketing all those pedals they kind of sounded the same but they played on our uh emotions like wow this one's yellow this one's red this one's purple and we have to have all these Chow colors because they look cool okay Mm -hmm. I had a paper route back then, and I remember thinking, I can get a new pedal every month. That's exactly what I I worked at Bradley's. I don't know if you guys had a Bradley's out there. It's kind of like the precursor to Walmart and Target. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd get my paycheck, and it was like $72, and I'd run down to Sal's Music and Wappingers Falls, and I didn't even know what I was buying. I'm like, what pedals do you have that I can afford? And it's just, that was it. The month the paycheck was gone, and I had a new pedal. Those were good days. I wish I could still do that. <laughs> so are you following uh, um, Blue, Blue Mox or Marx? Blue Mox? In the, in the Blue Mox. You see what he's saying? Oh, he, he, right. He's, I guess, his wife or his girlfriend at a few things. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Geez, you know, he's an, he's he's a you got a partner, and so in order to get something for yourself, you know, then the better half gets a few things. So he's gonna just have to buy her a few things. Yeah. And he said, wow. "Sweet, we worked it out. I'll contact you tomorrow." And that's for the orange fifty one fifty series. When I'm giving her. Yeah. Dude. See, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. See, for years we tried doing that. Like, Dane, show that guitar. Maybe you can sell it. You just did. Almost. Well, tomorrow. We'll never see them again <laughs> after tonight. I know. <laughs> Blue Mox, buy me one too. He's gonna be like, man, I'm afraid to go on that Johnny Bean show because I told that Dane guy that I was going to buy that guitar and then I wasn't allowed to. And now I'm afraid to go back and show my face on the Johnny Bean chat. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a channel member. He's a channel member. So don't feel obligated to buy it. Just, I'm saying, call yeah. me tomorrow. That'd be great. That'd be great. Don't feel If you obligated. can't buy it for you, you can always buy it for me Pressure. or Eric. That'd be great. Yeah, don't let the peer pressure. We would love one of those. Yeah, it would match my skin. Yeah. Uh oh, now he's getting. Now he's just having fun. Gotta pay the wife with fate. Wait a minute. Oh, he's getting. That's. I don't understand. I don't understand that comment. What does that mean? Uh -uh. Okay. I see that yeah. comment. I never knew that DOD stands for the company's co-founder, David O. D. Francesco. Oh, how about that? Mike wow. Neese to the rescue. I never knew that. Where is that? Mike Neese. 1986. Now I know. So th those are David O. pedals. And then they were bought out by Digitech, right? And out of Salt Lake City. And I think they're still in business, right? Digitech. We just saw them at the NAMM show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, I will be at the NAM show this uh, January. Dane might be there, too. I haven't decided yet. Or not. I'm going to be spontaneous this year. If I'm in the mood, then I'll do it. If not, and I've already I've already been too long to uh, my membership. You know, they keep sending me texts. Oh, you blew it, dude. You've waited too long. You're not a member anymore. You're out of the club. Yeah. So I might have to uh, ask one of my good buddies that's going if they got an extra ticket or something. Like Laz, maybe. Or, or Drive down with Laz. There you go. Have Laz, have Laz swing. Actually, I might be driving down with Laz or not, depending on if, if he's taking a an intern or two but dane you got to be there because the last time i saw you there you're like johnny i'm too tired i'll see you later and that was it what the rock daddy's buying rock daddy's buying uh, uh cds that i got out of the storage locker <laughs> Django Reinhardt, Joe Bonamassa, the Vaughn brothers, Stevie Ray Vaughn.
one. The Eagles' greatest hits, man. That's overplayed. Doyle <laughs> Dykes. Oh yeah. Joe Walsh and Eric Johnson. Hey, I met Ooh. Doyle Dykes in Tennessee in a little guitar shop. Here's twelve bucks. That's what I got. Thanks, buddy. Anyway, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was playing a guitar, and Doyle Dykes walked. And I didn't know who he was. He sat down next, picked up a guitar, and started playing. And I just quietly just set mine back up on the wall and but slid away like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm not playing against Doyle Dykes. <laughs> I never heard of Doyle Dykes. Oh, God, he's great. He's I've heard of him. Shredder. Is it all clean? He, he's like, uh, I think he does lessons, too. Oh, yeah. I think I remember him in like guitar magazines doing doing guitar lessons. He's from like Doyle, the 80s or something? Doyle Dykes. Oh, dude, yeah. it's not even in there. Oh! oh. <laughs> it's an MP3. <laughs> Make sure the shit's all in Yeah, there. you should check all those. He gave his money back? You should have waited until he left and locked the door. I know, huh? You can include that case with the guitar that you just sold. Joe Walsh is in there. That uh, uh, Joe Bonamassa is uh, sealed. Yeah, that's brand new. It's Eric Johnson's. I'm good. Okay. It was the only one. That, it's the only one that didn't have a. There was only one of them that didn't have anything in there. Mm-hmm. The Doyle Dykes. Yeah, it's the one that was missing. <laughs> now we'll never know what he sounds like. Johnny, I had a question. You you had mentioned um, Eddie was working with Desmond Child. I had never heard yeah. of him. What, what era was that? That was uh, 96. So era. after balance and before three. After balance before three it was during the the uh greatest hits oh be, uh be, best of volume one with uh what the heck was it with the two roth songs that they did me wise magic, magic can't get the can't stuff get no this more. stuff no more and human being i love that song uh, yeah actually, hum, humans being was before that actually let's see van hill and news desk actually talked about that and everybody's met everybody is messaging me this story telling me about this because everybody knows that I used to live with Desmond Child. So let, let's pull this up. By the way, guys, smash that thumbs up and we're giving away a Life magazine tonight. We're all out of Doyle Dykes CDs. <laughs> but we're giving <laughs> Got the cases though. We got the case. We're giving this magazine away. If you want to win this, all you got to do is participate in the chat like Bill Wyatt, like Nightbot, like Zach Thong, like Lewis, like Peggy, like Janice. Janice, if you can, if you can meet me in L.A., we'll go to the NAMM show. Maybe Laz will pick you up. All right. Look at this. Let's, let's look at this. And truthfully, I haven't even seen this yet. Although everybody keeps sending this to me. Share screen. This will be good. All right. Check this out, you guys. This is very interesting. I've told you guys for years 
As long as I've been doing these shows, I've been telling you guys that Desmond Child did work with Van Halen because I was there. Well, I, well, technically I wasn't there, but Desmond had told me that personally decades ago when I'd be recording in his studio. He'd be telling me stories about, oh, when Eddie was, was you know, blah, blah, blah. And that would get me fired up to, to, to play. So Desmond Child reveals how David Lee Roth blocked him from writing songs for Van Halen. Very interesting. And again, I, I haven't seen this yet, so this is new to me. For nearly three decades, songwriter Desmond, producer Desmond Child has, uh, 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 he's been uh, one of the music's most successful hit makers for all the biggest bands like Bon Jovi, Kiss, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, Rat, Joan Jett. I've told you guys this for years now. I've, I've told you guys this a million times. According to Child, Van Halen could have been another band on the, his resume, but David Lee Roth prevented that from happening. Child was a recent guest on the Darren Palteritz. I know who Darren is. On his podcast. And why is that so much lighter? That's, that's hard to read. That's really light. Uh, let's see. That's actually really hard to read. <laughs> I don't know why the text is so light. I think what he's saying, though, is Roth came in and is like, what are you doing here? Yeah, this is my first time reading this. Although when 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 I talked to Desmond, he he did tell me that him and Eddie did write together. They did actually work together. And and it was <laughs> needs ink. This is the Internet. This is a website. Why is that so light? That's so weird. So what would he have been working on now? Just like with the, the songs that they were going to do with Roth for that greatest hits or what? Yes. OK. Yeah. Yeah. He came in to, to write songs with with Eddie. And according to this, Dave Lee Roth put a stop to it. Last time I spoke with you, Darren is, is saying, uh, you told me a great story about how, about how Dave Lee Roth had, and you had a meeting and he told you, do you want to see what I'm all about? And he brought in a stripper who did a strip tease. Desmond Child says, it was two strippers in spiked heels, overcoats, like spies and fedoras, black hats. Pretty soon the hats went off, the coats went off. I don't think the heels ever came off, but they were... No, 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 leave them on, leave them on. <laughs> Withering on the floor like a couple of snakes. Uh, let's see. After our, Desmond says after his meeting with Roth, after their meeting, Roth never called him back. Uh, whatever. Then I got to try, uh, going to write a song with Eddie and the guys in the band. And guess who drives up there? Like almost like he knew the session was happening. David Lee Roth in a convertible. He drives up there and we were sort of, and we were sort of getting it together to go into the house or into the studio to write up at the house. All of a sudden he's there, meaning David Lee Roth was there in the middle of all that and the fact that we couldn't the fact is we couldn't have our session so apparently roth came and he busted up the the, the session between desmond child and eddie van halen 
Okay, that's that's interesting. It was Eddie's house, though. <laughs> it was at his house, yeah. In his studio. <laughs> yeah. It was rather yep. rude of David. <laughs> There's Desmond. There's Darren. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting because, yeah, I do remember Desmond telling me that he did write with Eddie, though. So that must have been like another time. He actually did work on a song with with Edward, and the song title was it was either called "Blood from a Stone" or "Blood from a Rock." It was either one of those titles. Did they record? It wasn't recorded at all, or is a demo version or anything floating around? Not that I know of, but I think the song eventually. This is just what I think. This it might not be totally true. I think the the song ended up being a song called "That's What That's Why I Love You." Oh, that's on three. Which was going to be on three, but right, was left was. off. And then Mitch, Eddie gave it to Mitch Malloy. And then Mitch Malloy recorded a version of it called It's Recorded a version of it. And I actually uh, asked him some questions on, on Facebook about this. And he, he, seemed, right away, kind, he seemed kind of defensive about me asking him about this. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. It was kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. No, I, 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 I've had a few interactions with Mitch. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It you was very, me. yeah, he's he, like, he's like, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, I lived with Desmond and Desmond told me how, how basically he was with Eddie at 5150 and as he was le he showed Eddie one of Mitch's video music videos mm -hmm. and when when Desmond was leaving 5150 he called Mitch and said you know I want you to try it for Van Halen and so he was the connection for that oh, okay yeah but when I when I asked Mitch about that stuff on Facebook he got really defensive yeah and was really weird so that's, but that's, I think, yeah, yeah. I think, and Mitch, if you're watching this, come on the show, man. I'd love to talk to you about this. But I think uh, the song that Mitch recorded over, that was a demo that I think Van Halen kind of sent everybody. Everybody they were trying out. That was a piece of music. Because if you listen to it, there's no guitar solo on it. Right. The Mitch Molloy version of, yeah, right. of that song, which I think he, he titled it, uh, it's, it's About right Time. Though. It's the it's right about, time. Or it's the, it's or yeah it's, it's the right time yeah, yeah. so uh, but anyway anyway when I was living at Desmond's house he did tell me stories about working with Edward and so that did happen but it, it looks like maybe another time David Lee Roth showed up and and busted up the the session hmm. so that's that's pretty interesting. That is, I never knew that. I ne I never, and that just came out on. The, I mean, I know you knew it, but that just came out on the Van Halen news desk today or this week or uh, this week. Wow. Okay. Last week, I cool. think. I think. I think last late last week that came out. Yeah, yeah. It's kind. It's kind of. Um. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people don't realize that we were talking about this on the Van Halen forums that, you know, like I know Desmond from from Bon Jovi, could Bon Jovi being right up the street from me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people, they remember Slippery When Wet and they, they kind of think that Bon Jovi was always that big and they really weren't. The first two albums really didn't do a lot. And I think 
even in the interviews that the third one is like, all right, guys, we, we got to bring somebody in to help you out. And that was, uh, and he wrote uh, what um, you give love a bad name and live it on a prayer. And that mm -hmm. really kind of saved Bon Jovi. You know, I don't think they might've without Desmond's help, they might've just been, you know, trickster or something. I don't know. That, that I think, uh, well, I mean, I had that album when I was a kid. I remember the name Desmond child before I met him. Mm -hmm. I knew his name. I had never seen him. This is, you know, when I knew him, this was when the internet first was happening. This was 1998 right. when I knew, when I was living at his house. So I didn't know what he looked like. You know, my story is that I get a call from some band in, in Florida one morning. I woke up and they're like, hey, you don't know me, but, but I'm in a band and we're working with Desmond Child. We want you to come down. I was living out here. So I basically flew from California to Florida to, to work with them. So I fly out, just taking a chance on, on some uh, faxes. Desmond had faxed over his, his uh, catalog. It was like this. Wow. And we're, I'm looking through it, and it's like, oh, like a list of songs, like so many bands. Right. Megadeth he wrote for, Joan Jett. Uh, uh, what's the Joan Jett song? I hate myself for loving you. Loving that's and Estelle uses that song forever. I've been yeah. waiting all day for Sunday night. Share. Um, if I could turn back time, right? Didn't he write that? I think. I think that was a Diane Warren song. She oh, was another writer who actually he used to talk to on the phone. I'd be there in the, in the lounge, and he'd be on the phone talking to Diane. Um. So anyway, so so like I took a chance to go and 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 meet with him and and I did. I walked it wasn't until I walked into his house and saw the 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 gold records and all that. He had gold records for Bon Jovi. Uh if you guys remember Hanson, band called yes. Hanson. 1997. Yeah, he wrote a song for them called Weird. That's weird. That, yeah, yeah, it's called Weird. Uh uh Bon yeah, Bon Jovi Kiss uh and then when i was there that's when he was working with ricky martin living la vida loca they had already done a song called the cup of life which was used i think for the olympics somehow like maybe over there ricky martin he wasn't really known in yeah, the u.s Menudo, right Portuguese. from menudo yeah he wasn't really that known like when i when i left when i left there and came back to california I remember telling my friends, I'm like, you guys are about to hear about this guy, Ricky Martin. And they're like, who? And the next thing you know, yeah, it was everywhere. But I used to let Ricky into the house when he would come over. <laughs> oh, did he, did Desmond Wright live in La Vida Loca? With yeah. Him? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And another former member of, uh, of Menudo, Robbie Rosa, I think is his name. Hey, guys, I'll uh, see you guys uh, next Tuesday. Yes. Nice See you later, week. man. Congratulations on selling the guitar tomorrow and selling those CD cases and the case. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you later, man. <laughs> Zims. There we go. There we go.
You guys, smash that thumbs up. We only got 33 thumbs up, so we got 64 people here. By the way, we're giving away a Life magazine. If you'd like to win this, participate in the chat. Say hi. Ask us questions, comments. Um, yeah, so it wasn't until I walked into the house and I saw the records on the wall and stuff and I met the guy. The first thing he said to me was, are you tired? <laughs> are you hungry? Do you want some food? I remember he said, do you, do you want something to eat? That was a very tired. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. Awesome. Awesome. And I've I've seen him a few times since out here in California. I've seen him. I saw him at an ASCAP uh, uh, convention in Hollywood one year, where he was given an award. And I saw him there. And I saw him out here. Um. He made a well. He he was in a documentary about his kids. Mm. He has these two sons, and there was a documentary about them. And I went to a film screening of that in San Francisco, and he was there with his kids, and and we went out to eat afterwards, and I talked to him. And very cool. So that was about eight. That was about eight nine years ago. But I've talked to him. I've talked to him since here and there. Yeah. Here and there. Now, did he write some of the stuff on uh, permanent vacation for Aerosmith, or was it later on? He he did uh, what it takes. Okay, yeah, I knew. I thought what it was it, stuff. Yeah, I think that's on there. There might have been another one, maybe. Um, uh, since then, uh, he worked with Katy Perry. Speaking of of that, there, there, Katy Perry has a song called uh, "Waking Up in Vegas." That's a Desmond Child song. And speaking of Vegas, see, all this stuff ties in, Eric. I will be in Las Vegas for TwitchCon October 18th through the 24th. You guys remember when I went to Beverly Hills and I was live streaming? I'll be doing the same thing from Las Vegas. But here's the the, the trick. I'll be there for what's called TwitchCon. It's a Twitch convention. So I'll be streaming from my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash johnnybean. I'll be streaming from the convention on Twitch, but I'll also be streaming here on YouTube and Facebook from Las Vegas. Like, let's say at music stores, guitar stores. Uh, what what's the uh, uh, what's that store I was going to go to? That uh, other one, Pawn Stars, right? Pawn Stars. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to go to Pawn Stars as well on YouTube here. So make sure to tune in October 18th. That's a a month. Yeah, in one month, one month, I will be in Las Vegas. So if you'd like to, if you'd like to get my my Twitch streams, follow me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Johnny Bean. Some of you guys are already over there, and you guys can tell them it's it's a pretty cool place. So yeah, Las Vegas. Katy Perry had a song "Waking Up in Vegas." That's a Desmond Child song. Um, he's written for Leanne Rhymes. He's written for uh, so many people. He was actually on on uh, 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 what's what's the uh, American Idol. He was actually a guest host on American Idol one time, hmm. as well. With uh, the band that you were in, did you guys record anything, or didn't get that far, or what? When I was there, it was all demos. Okay. It was writing with Desmond, all demos, which I still have. I would be recording in Desmond's home studio, which he called the gen- the gentleman's club. 
He had his main house where he had a, a studio. I lived down, this was in a court. I lived, you could walk down the street to the, to the, the uh, corner. He had another house that he was building into a home studio in an office. I lived in that house. So I didn't actually live in his main house. I was in a house just around the corner from there. This was in and, uh, Miami Beach, Florida. They said he wrote some rat tunes, didn't it? Wasn't it? You're giving yourself away, I think. He wrote for rat. He wrote, yeah. I think that the Way Cool Junior, is that a Desmond song? It might be. Maybe. I'm not sure. But yeah, he worked for he wrote for a lot of people while I was there. Um, every day was just like a circus. It was insanity. And it was in Miami uh, or being at Desmond's house, Miami. Okay. Yeah. Everybody in Miami is a model. I don't know if that's how it is now, but when I was there, when I was there, you'd go out every night we would go out models everywhere you go, every club everywhere. And we were, you know, uh, a band walking around, you know, promoting what we were doing. And everybody in Florida, everybody in Miami knew who Desmond was. Right. Everywhere we would go, he would be with us and, and we'd get into any restaurant, whatever we wanted. Oh, you're Desmond Child? Right this way. Right. You know? Arby's, anything. Like, like high end <laughs> right? Not the ones that we go to. Probably high-end ones, right? It was all high-end stuff. We would go to, uh, this was Miami Beach. We would go to uh, 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 part of town. It was called uh, Washington. Is that a bit, anybody here from Miami? Do you remember Miami Beach? Washington... Uh, I forget. We, yeah, all these restaurants. Washington something is what it was called. When was that? But like 96 or 95 or what year? This was 98. 98, okay. I was there for pretty much 1998 is wow. when I was there. So I was there. So that's what's really bizarre for me is I was there when Van Halen 3 was released. February of 98, right? I was, well, no, March. Was it March? I think March of 98, okay. I think it came out. I think. I mean, I remember the day I bought it and everything. But so every, so I'd be driving around. I bought a car from one of, one of Desmond's, um, like one of his assistants. I bought a car from this guy. His name was Lewis. And so I would drive around in this, in this car and I'd be listening – Whatever was new at the time, there's a band called Garbage. They had a new record. Oh, yeah. They had a, a song. That song. Uh, I'm only happy when it rains. Or yeah. stupid girl, paranoid. All those songs. Garbage had a record called 2.0 that came out when I was in Miami. So I would be listening to that. I'd be listening to um, Hole. Courtney loves Hole. You know, she had a song, a record called Celebrity Skin. See, this was all you know, Pearl Jam. So this is all the type of stuff I'd be listening to, like the band that I was in working with Desmond. It was, that's the era, you know, right. type of stuff. So, but anyway, when Van Halen 3 came out, that's when I was there. So I'd be riding around listening to Van Halen 3. I didn't get to see the Van Halen tour that, that year because, that because really I was playing shows myself with, you know, working Gary with Kentrell Desmond. opened up when I saw them on that tour in Charlotte. I was living in North Carolina in 98 and, uh, 
Cantrell mm -hmm. opened up for Van Halen. That was that was amazing. Gary was whatever people think of that album, and I actually like it. A lot of people think it sucks, but I always like that album. But I I'm an Eddie fan. I mean, he could he yeah. could you could you could be singing, and I would I would love it. I could you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as Eddie's playing guitar. But uh, that tour was amazing, you know, because that's they brought out a lot of the old stuff that they hadn't played for years, and it was it was really really great show. I'm glad that I saw that in 98 or yeah, it was summer of 98, I think. Yeah. Did you yeah. Like so it or not really? Or... No, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. But for me, it's very, when I listen to it, it's very strange because it totally takes me back to Miami. It totally right. takes me back to working with Desmond mm -hmm. when I hear that record, anything I hear off that, uh, and it's funny because that guitar I showed you, that Music Man guitar, that was my main guitar when I was there. Right. Desmond saw that guitar. Uh, there was this guy. I actually replaced, well, the guy, he wasn't in the band, but he was writing with the band before I got there. You might know him. You might know him. There was a band called the Hooters in oh, the yeah, 80s. From uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, all you zombies. From Philadelphia. Eric, Eric something or other. Eric Bazelian. Yes, yeah. He wrote. With I guys, worked with Eric. Offer too. He, he he he's the guy see you guys there's a lot of history here yeah eric bazillion he's he's the guy that sang backup with cindy lopper on the song called time after time oh, yeah. and he's yeah. the guy that played the guitar for girls just want to have fun yeah that's eric eric bazillion i worked with him when i got to miami he was working with desmond because he had worked with desmond uh with a, a with a singer named uh billy myers she had a song called Kiss the Rain. You guys can look it up. That was a Desmond Child, Eric Bazilian's track. Billy Myers was the, was the, the artist, and she went off to do the, the Lilith Fair. And the band that I was in, while I was working with Desmond, we would rehearse in, in her guitar player's house while he was off on tour with Billy. Okay? So there'd be times we'd be watching... Uh, We'd be watching uh, the Tonight Show, you know, Jay Leno, and the the artist is is Billy Myers, and the guitar player on the stage there is the guy we were rehearsing in his house. Okay, so anyway, yeah. See, I told you, there's like so much stuff. It's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, the Hooters, it's, man. That they were a big time Philly band, and they're they're actually still touring. I watched a couple yeah. of videos from. They sound amazing I mean, they yeah. sound exactly like they played that was it the melodica was that the thing it was like a little keyboard with the thing eddie and, and it was uh they had the little thing, thing you blow and, into yeah. it you blow yeah. into it i think i think maybe eric was the one playing that maybe and then or no he played the 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 uh ukulele. and we danced is the one yeah. that had the mandolin yep mandolin the mandolin yeah and we danced was probably their biggest hit yeah. i think they had a song called johnny something too Right. But yeah, if you guys remember the Hooters and we danced or better yet, you guys, uh, did I meet her? Did I? Her name was was. Um, uh, something Osborne. Joan Osborne. Joan Osborne. Did I meet her? I might have met her. I think I met her actually. Yeah, she was, was there at Desmond's because Eric did a song with her called "One of Us." What if God was one of us? What yeah. if God was one of us? And Great you guys song. would know that because the song was featured 
in in the the this the movie uh uh Austin Powers where the guy's playing the little toy piano and he's singing the song the bald guy right doctor whatever yeah doc, yeah Mike Myers yeah. was an actor yeah Mike Myers yeah he sings that song that song was written by the guy that I replaced <laughs> see that all this stuff connects it's crazy it's craziness um but uh anyway yeah yeah what was i gonna say though uh eric bazillion he played my music man guitar he he played it he loved it he told me a story take it back to van halen he met eddie at like the grammys when he was there with with joan osborne for one of us Mm -hmm. eddie asked eric how he played the song on guitar because the thing is eric bazillion i should get him on the show i should actually contact him I should really cool. I should try to get him because I knew him. Janice, send me a tweet. Janice, tag me and Eric Bazillion on Twitter. We got to get him on the show. Okay, he was really still is really good at finger picking. He would do all this amazing finger picking stuff, and I had to learn this stuff because he was recording the demos with the band that I joined before I got there. Mm-hmm. So I would have to, I remember sitting in my room, we had a show that night, we were going to perform this song. I had to learn it and I'm sitting there like, oh, how do I do it? Because I can't finger pick. Now I can, I learned. Because of that, I learned how to do it. Right. But I remember that. Eric Bazillion, that's right, Mike Nees. That's right. Yeah, and like I said, they're still touring. I mean, I don't know if they're touring nationwide, but they're playing locally around here and they sound fantastic let's get eric bazillion on the show you want mitch malloy too i can get him for you try to get him like i said when 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 i when i uh when i talked to him on facebook he he seemed really defensive about he's like he's like you don't know what you're talking about and it was like really kind of weird yeah it was really strange i'll but, talk to him I'll, I'll see if he's interested in do it. do you know him uh well he was an endorser of of babbitt's art oh okay so my brother's pretty close with him i've texted back and forth with him a few times and you know he don't tell him i'm the guy from facebook no (laughs) yeah he he, he's a good guy he's just like you said i mean you know sometimes when you're when you're texting things come out wrong or chatting or whatever and sometimes it's easier to pick up the phone and talk to somebody, but he may be interested yeah. in it. He's not in great white anymore. I don't believe he did. We could tie it in because he was doing the Van Halen experience with Pete Thorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those were some, that was a great show. And uh, he said that I thought he said there was going to be more of that. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, that was a really good show. I don't know if you saw that. That was, I think they did that in Florida somewhere. I just saw some stuff off YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It'd um, probably be easier to get than Sammy or uh, than Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have connections to both, so yeah. But yeah, all well, three on at the same time—that would be fun, and we could just ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Gary. Yeah, yeah. Gary wouldn't want any part of it. He would just—he would just bow out. <laughs> you know. I actually. Well, I'm not going to say on air, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air some stuff, but. Yeah, man. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. But um, 
what was I even? What was I even? So yeah, Van Halen three. When I was when I was working with Desmond, that's when Van Halen three came out. So when anytime I listen to anything off Van Halen three, it totally takes me back to that era What's and being there. What's your favorite song and, off that album? Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people like uh, Fire in the Hole. Yeah, because that, that's the one that sounds the most like, uh, you know. Maybe that's a trans tram one, right? Yeah, yeah, I think. I it think is. it is. Yeah, he had uh, he had a couple Wolfgangs outfitted with trans trams, and that's yeah. I think Jeff uh, restored for him in 2015. Scott, thank you so much. You guys, yeah, I've I've got so much stuff. I don't like I told you guys. I I mean, it's it's awesome having a, a show like this where you can like tell all these stories and stuff because nobody believes me about any of the stuff either. I believe you. But I can tell you guys this. But yeah, no, uh, like looking for bands, at least back in the day. Now I've got this show. You know, it's kind of, it's a different story now. But back in the day before YouTube, all this, I people would contact me or, or I'd audition for bands. I'd tell them, oh, I worked with Desmond Child. Right. Either they were like, who? Or they were like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> Most people didn't know who he was back a long time ago now yeah, more people know internet, who he is you know we we learned so much from that that you can look anything up i often wonder how we lived before the internet like i actually had to go to a library and take out a book and you know that's that's how i knew about how we were talking earlier about uh van halen not making videos for the 5150 album because when i was in grade school i mean that was actually a couple few years after that i remember going through Rolling Stone magazines at the school library and everything Van Halen, I would actually cut out. Don't tell anybody. I would actually cut all the Van Halen stuff out of the magazine, <laughs> take them home. <laughs> and now there's some kid looking for that and it's gone. And he doesn't now there's Rolling Stone magazines at some school I went to years ago and there's, you open it up and it's like, there's, it's just cutouts. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's how I knew that was from from doing that, you know, re digging back and reading those those magazines and stuff. Oh yeah, library, going to the library. Yeah, I used to read those mag all the guitar magazines. I'd, I'd read front to back. I mean, just mm -hmm. it just the, the articles, the the you know all that there was like remember that guy like Mark Hawk or something. They would have like metal methods and yeah, pay for videos and some of them used to come with little records remember that like they had the one that like the from uh crossroads the guitar the gu pole with steve Vine guitar was a guitar player yeah, guitar, guitar player, player would come out with those little floppy yeah. records they're one they're one-sided yep. you'd have to place a coin on the record to keep it yeah. balanced to play and ralph macchio smoked steve Vai, and and i used to listen to that and be like wow i didn't realize he was that good but he's better than steve Vai. well the guy that played uh ralph macchio's parts Actually, used right. to come into the shop I used to work at in Berkeley. His what name's Ry Cooter. His oh, name's Ry Cooter. Yeah, he played all the slide stuff in that movie. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he used to come into the shop, so I, I I met him and I and I knew him from from that movie Crossroads. Yeah, that was that was a watershed moment. That movie when because <laughs> my my brother that was on with you guys Saturday night um, or Friday night, he actually went to Berkeley 
Uh, he's the same age as Steve Vai, and they mm -hmm. were at Berkeley for the same time together for a while. And before uh, he went to go play with Zappa, Vi, not my brother, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> didn't play with Zappa. But uh, he used to come home, and I was, you know, 11, 12 years old, and he'd be like, remember the name Steve Vai? I'm like, why? He goes, he's going to be the biggest guitar player in the world. I was, ah, he's not Van Halen. And then when Crossroads came out, it was it was all kind of tied together. Crossroads and then Eat 'em and Smile all kind of like within a year, right? And it was everything was Vi 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 and Satriani. Remember with the surfing with the alien, and that was you know Racer X, Paul Gilbert. Cue the Paul Gilbert pick. <laughs> I'm looking for it. <laughs> I was looking for the Vi clip because I have a clip of Vi too. Is that yeah. Nuno with you too? Yeah. Oh, okay. He looks pretty pissed off. Yeah. No, we we took we snapped a couple of photos. Oh, okay. I was actually I was walking the way this you guys have always wondered. The way this selfie happened was I was at the NAM show, I was walking and and Gilbert was walking in front of me and he walked up to Nuno and he says hi to him and I walk up and I'm like, Hey, can I get a selfie? And I squeezed in there and snapped a couple there's actually a couple shots of this. This is just one of them. Hmm. There, there's another one as what well. What year was that? Uh, 2015, oh, okay. 16. You look like a little kid. You look like Radar from MASH in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the thing is, I would wear that jacket. That jacket I would wear to the NAMM show all the time right. because of the pockets. See, this is another time with Michael Anthony. Yeah. See, those pockets. It has like a million pockets in it, right. and so I, I could carry all my batteries from my phones, from my phone and stuff. Ammunition, clips. Yeah, all my stuff. Right. Yeah. So so every time you'd see me at the Nam show, nine times out of ten, I'm wearing that jacket. You know, which by the way, I'll be at the Nam show this January, and I'll probably be wearing that jacket. You have to now. <laughs> I know. I don't think I'll actually. I don't think I'll be wearing it at a TwitchCon because it'll be a hundred degrees in Las Vegas, October eighteenth. Follow me on Twitch. Yeah, um, yeah. Steve Vai, man. Where's that clip? I have. I have a clip with him. Oh, yeah, right here. This one. Johnny. Hey, Johnny. I'm over here. Hold huh? Over where? Over here. Over here, Johnny. Hey, Johnny, how you doing? This is Steve. Oh, whoops. So, so that's just, a, I actually have like a few minutes of that video. That's just like him saying, hi, Johnny, this is Steve. Yeah. The rest of the video, he's talking to me about Desmond Child. Oh, wow. Because he worked with Desmond. Desmond was his manager. I'll show you guys the rest of the video at some point. If you guys, if you guys... Remind me, drop comments below once this is a, a, a video on demand. Say, Johnny, we want to see the rest of the Steve Vai video. I'll upload it. The rest of the video, he's talking to me about, about he, how he couldn't believe I, I lived at Desmond's house. And I've told you guys this stuff for years, you know. Um, but yeah, Steve Vai, he, Desmond was his manager as well. And and Desmond actually. Uh, when, what time period? Like Passion and Warfare era, like ninety one or after that? Later than that. Uh, Alien Love Secrets. Oh, okay. Because if you look at the cover of the album, that's actually Desmond's idea about having him painted in all silver. Oh wow! Very cool. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know he did. I didn't. I thought he was just a writer. I didn't know he managed artists as well. No, no. He wrote for a lot of people. He managed a lot. I mean, he managed me. He managed a lot of. He managed me and Steve Vai, you guys. No, he managed a lot of people. Now he's a parent. You know, he has kids. Although they're grown up now. When I met them, they, I met them as babies, actually. And I met them when they were little. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did the documentary. Uh, but yeah, they're grown up now. I think they're going to college. And their godfather is, is John Bon Jovi. Oh, wow. John Bon Jovi, yeah. Bon Jovi. I met his brother. Do you know his brother? Oh, um, how are you? <laughs> Matt. Um, you talking about Matt? Is it Matt? Is Matt or brother? Matt or Mike? Matt is the younger brother. It's funny you said that because of all of all my, I'll tell my dumb story first. And then, <laughs> uh, I used to, when I was in college, I was a bou- I was a bouncer at a club in Seabright, which was right across the uh, the river, the bridge from Rumson, where they all lived, which is you know rich area there. But Seabright was just like a blue collar town, and I was the doorman at a bar, and um, Matt came in with all these girls this was summer of 1995 and the owner was very adamant that i always got two forms of id from people and uh matt came in and he gave me his license and it said you know matt bon Giovi, and i obviously knew who he was but i just felt like being a jerk so i said you got another form of id on you and he he got so mad he took out they had a visa card with with the you know the side picture of their private jet that said Bon Jovi on it and he stuck it in my face. He goes, That ID enough for you? I said, Oh yeah, okay, cool, man. No worries. But uh yeah, he used to come in the club all that he's tall and skinny and stuff. He doesn't look anything like John. I just found him online. I'm gonna see if I'm gonna try to get in touch with him. Yeah, because I, I met him. I was at his house. Oh, right um, during this time. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, Desmond introduced us to their mom. I met her, and it's a very it was a very uh, very weird experience because because my name is is John well Johnny but John. She she starts telling us stories about her son John Bon Jovi, and she's like yelling at him, and she turns to me and starts yelling at me, like I'm him. <laughs> it was it was very weird. It was very weird. And then what happened was after after we our meeting with her, she turned and to walk away and she fell. Oh god. And she fell right on the ground and we had to help her up. Oh my gosh. It was very weird. Um Yeah, this was nineteen ninety eight. And then after that, I remember I don't know why, but we went over to Matt uh it's Bon Giovi. Is yeah, B O N G I O V I. Matt Bon Jovi. Italian Bon Jovi. Yeah. Bon Jovi. We went to his house and I think it was him and I guess maybe a girlfriend, maybe his wife at the time or, or something. I don't know. But I remember being at his house and meeting him. Um, so, yeah. So I met him. I met the mom. Never met John. You know, never- uh, in New Jersey, we have the Garden State Parkway, which is the main road that runs north to south and there's the rest areas and they used to just have names and they named them all after famous people from new jersey now and the one up the street is actually called the john bon jovi rest area mm-hmm. when it's the signs on there every time my brother goes home he takes a picture john bon jovi rest area 
and there's like a holograph of John in there and everything. And he's, he's a legend here. Everybody has a fish story, a Bon Jovi fish story for here. I, all I have is that I gave his brother a hard time getting into a club. That's as close as I got to him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I saw them once with, uh, in 92 with Jeff Healy opening up. Remember Jeff Healy, the guy from Roadhouse, yeah. the blind guitarist who passed mm-hmm. away a few years ago? That that was a really good show. That wow, Spectrum, that's... to take it to, to uh, Van Halen, which was where the Panama video was filmed. At the Spectrum. No way. Yeah, yeah. And to take it to Van Halen again, uh, I was at the NAM show, which, by the way, you guys, if you're just tuning in, I'll be at the NAM show this January. The end of January. I'll be there. Oh, and by the way, help us to get to 10,600. I forgot to say that. Make sure you, you subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get to 10,600 YouTube subscribers. Um, I was at the NAMM show one year, and I was walking, and it was dark. It was I was like outside, and I don't know how I knew, but the guy walking towards me was one of the guitar players in Bon Jovi. Um, oh, Phil X or something? Or? It wasn't Phil X. It was oh, the yeah. other guy. Bobby huh? Bobby Bandieri? No. What year was it? Oh, recent. Hmm. Four years ago. I'm surprised it wasn't Phil X or Bobby Bandieri or Hugh McDonald, the bass player. Or- it wasn't him. It was. It was. What's his in the chat? What's his name? What's his name? Anyway, he. They worked with him. When they were doing a uh, different kind of truth. There we go. Thank you, Johnny Rock. John Shanks. John Shanks is the guy. So I walked right past him, and as I got to him, I said, John, and I scared him. He, he's like, he like, he like jumped. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm good to meet you. And then we shook hands and, and left. Right. But he plays guitar in Bon Jovi now, oh, okay. along with Phil X. Okay. Until Richie decides to come back, if he does. Is that happening? I saw some news saying Richie's coming back. Yeah, I said, I don't know. That'd be cool. I, I always thought those guys were kind of a team, you know, like mm-hmm. Eddie and Dave or Eddie and Sam, you know, sometimes you just, I don't know, sometimes the band has to have the guitar player that, that you recognize, you know, and, and I know a lot of people don't care about that. Well, but he had a voice too. Oh yeah, Richie was. I mean, he was, he was the, he was. You know, like like Michael Anthony and Van Halen, the background sound. Richie, you know, had that that voice very for bluesy, Bon Jovi as well. Yeah, very very different kind of, even probably even more commercial than John's voice. You know, he could have, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think he he still tours right what he was doing with Orianti or whatever that girl's name is for a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I see that the stories that come up, you don't know if they're real or fake anymore. It's the stories are like world reacts to Richie Sambora eating breakfast or, you know, all those articles that come up and they're just clickbait for everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, actually, because I'm, I'm getting the I'm getting a whole bunch of press because of my Andy Summers interview. Yeah, that was I saw that. Wow. And cool. some some of it was because of Van Halen, because yeah. we talked about Eddie Van Halen right. about about. Uh, I I'm telling Andy, oh, like, you know, I wanted to be Eddie Van Halen, but Andy Summers, it's so weird telling your guitar hero the story in person, you know, it's yeah. like, I wanted to be Eddie Van Halen, but I went, when I met Eddie, I met, I met Eddie 
uh, uh, back in 2014. I have a photo of us right here. There we are. I met him in 2014 at a private party. A mutual friend uh, introduced us. And when I met Edward, I told him I was kind of a fan. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of a fan. Right. Whatever. I, I wasn't like, oh, you know, because, you know, that's, that's just, kind of, yeah, I didn't want to be like, like some weirdo. You have a microphone and <laughs> interview. Oh, him. man. I mean, the thing is, and the thing is, Andy Summers asked me the same. He, he's like, did you ever interview Eddie? And I'm like, no. You know, I mean, now that I think of it, I probably could have. But, but you know, um, but the thing is, if you see in this in this photo here, Oh man, where'd it go? Oh, you can't. Oh, you can't see it. I'm. You can't see it. I'm wearing a like uh, a camera, like on my belt loop. I'm wearing a little a little camera. So technically, I could have taken it out and talked to him and stuff, but I didn't. I when I met him, when I met Edward, I realized he's just a normal dude. Yeah, he's just a normal guy. Just happen just happens to look like the guy that we grew up on. That's our superhero, but he's just a normal dude. Yeah. So when I met him, everything changed. It totally changed for me, and he became like a real, you know. And yeah. so, so like when I'm talking to Andy Summers, saying, "Hey, you know, I wanted to be Eddie Van Halen, but then when I heard you, that changed a lot of stuff for me as well. It got me away from doing this and yeah. doing the, you know, all, all that stuff because there's only one Eddie." Um, but uh what was i saying but anyway andy summers the hearing the police oh so because of that a lot of websites picked up on that and so i got a lot of press because of that now i'm saving all of it i'm pdfing all of it to put on my i'm getting more credibility now after 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 years of doing this show finally things are happening for us you guys it's amazing we're gonna you know but anyway, so I'm getting a lot of press because of the Eddie Van Halen thing with Andy Summers, but also, um, there I got I got a, a story came out uh, yesterday. Music Radar put out a story, uh, and I post all this stuff to my community tab on, on the channel here um, because I showed Andy the that pedal. There's the Walking on the Moon Flanger oh, yeah. by Electro Harmonics, yeah. and Andy says, "Oh, I, I would have called that a chorus." Like, he's like, I would have called that a chorus, you know. They didn't consult with him for that? They did. They went out to, they went out, they went out to eat and they talked about it. He told the story on, on my, on my interview. But, but the thing is, I, I think that pedal, it, it kind of, it, it could almost be like a chorus too. Right. I mean, I never had an original one. I actually, ha- I have it right here. It's the mistress, here. right? Wasn't it the... The, the uh the the yeah the the electric mistress yeah so i mean i ha- i have it right here but i, I it's flanger filter filter matrix i think you know you could kind of call it a, a chorus flanger because of the, the the sounds yeah i always i still when i think of flanger i think of you know van halen flanger the mxr the really thick jakey lee type stuff that the that, m i always think more what's cool. that called the m the and m XR. 12 or the uh, yeah there's a number there's a there's a name for it. or something or one six or yeah there's a name 
That was my favorite flanger of all time forever. Mm-hmm. I have like five of them. They're all broken. I've got one that works. Um, I used to buy those back in the day. I'd get them for 150 bucks. My, when people ask things on here, am I supposed to answer them? You can, yeah. Blue Hawk. Wa- we got people watching. There are people watching this. Do you have an MXR <laughs> phaser and do you use it? Uh, yeah, I actually have two MXR phase 90s. I have the original, oh gosh, I don't know. It's just, what do they call it? The block logo that's stronger. And then- uh, The Dunlop? Yeah, yeah. The, the orange one with the, with the with the square logo on it, because the original one it has a script logo. Yeah, I have both of them. I have the. Uh... Oh, there's your board right there. Yeah, there it is. You know, this is the one that everybody. Yeah. yeah I think this one was modded, so I, I bought this from somebody off Craigslist like twelve years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, it it sounds more like a Van Halen uh, phaser than anything I ever had. And then, uh, but I also have the, the script logo one. I'm going to put together another Van Halen board with the, uh, I have the striped phaser, the, uh, the striped flanger and, and all that stuff. But I actually mm-hmm. bought the script one because when I bought the EVH one, I, I didn't like that you had to push the button to, I mean, I guess it was cool, but they didn't sound, I just thought the orange just looked cooler than the stripes. I don't know why. Like the guitar that we were just looking at, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I have, I've always been into MXR and boss and, and whatever. And, you know, all, all of, they're all cool, man. I just, I never understood those new pedals that are like four or $500 and it's just too much for pedals. Anything over a hundred dollars is really too much for me for a pedal, you know, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, that's, I have that one and I have the script one and the script ones, I guess what it's more subtle and more along the lines of what, it was in the 70s and there's no battery i'm sorry there's you can't plug it in you have to use a nine volt and there's no light in it because they want to keep it as accurate to the original as they can m117 thank you brad that's what it is we knew there was a seven in there the m117 is the the flanger the gray one that was my favorite one forever ever and ever and ever um but now i love this walking on the moon electric mistress but I guess it's a chorus. <laughs> it's a chorus flanger. It's it's. it's I think it's a, it's it's both is what it is. I think. But yeah, the orange uh, phase ninety. I had one of those. I got for twenty five bucks at a at a shop years ago. I had the the striped ones of of both the EVH Dunlop ones. Had to get rid of both, not because I wanted to, just had to. Because you know, it's like oh, you can always get this one again. Right. You know, but now they only paint the top. So if you had the ones that are painted all the way around, they actually reintroduced the ones that were painted all over, and they're like one fifty. The ones that are just painted on the top are like one thirty, and they, mm. so many people complained about that. They reintroduced the ones that are painted all the way around. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. it sounds better if there's stripes all the way around it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we just uh, a few weeks ago we went and saw Mammoth play, and I didn't meet Wolfgang, but I met everybody else. I ran into them, and I knew them from the internet, so we we hung out. I got to meet Patrick Bertinelli and and talk with a bunch of them. Uh, but here we we were literally we were right up in front of the stage during the show, so. 
So I saw Wolfgang's board. Oh, see, his is painted all the way around. It looks like he's got a uh, DD3 delay, too, a Boss DD3. Yeah. And all the rest of the, the EVH ones, the Chorus, the Flanger, the Wah, Phase 90. Yeah. Yeah, the Chorus, I think, is just the top. I don't know if the Chorus was actually painted all the way around. No, it wasn't. I don't, because I, I had that when it first came out. It was always just the top was painted. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and he he played those new guitars, which was which was really cool to see, like up up close, you know, in person. Is that the new army e- green matte color? There? Yeah, no, cool. yeah. To see the new EVH stuff, like like that close up. Yeah, that's like a recreation of the bridge from the shark, right? It looks like it. Yeah, an old Ibanez bridge. Yeah, I think they call it like a harmonica bridge. Yeah, I mean, we were literally just right in front of him here. We were like right in front of him while he's playing. Cool. So it was great. You know, it's like that. That's that, my, my entire view. The entire show is basically that. Right. Did you bother him at all or not? No, I, I do that when I'm when I'm up front. I bother people about their pedal boards and hey, what is that, man? What what's your setting? <laughs> no, but it was so loud. Oh yeah, it was so loud. Like if if we would have tried saying anything, he wouldn't have heard us. Yeah, you know, I I make them come off stage and talk to me at the end of the show. Like the guy from Flock of Seagulls, and there was a band we used to follow around called mothership that opened up for corrosion and conformity and black label society and before covid all these little clubs that you know you could go see all these bands and and covid kind of wiped out a lot of those places you know Mm -hmm. at least around here i don't know there but here they did Mm -hmm. all the places that i used to play with my band a lot of them went out They, they tried to become restaurants and do takeout and anything they could to stay alive you know, and a lot of them didn't make it. I think they did a lot of that stuff here too, but a lot of the stuff here is pretty much normal again. Yeah. Um, but it's cool because that same venue, that's called the Golden State Theater in Monterey, California, the venue where I saw Mammoth. Andy Summers is going to be there in November. Oh, wow. So yeah. I'm going to go see him there, and I'm going to get to, you know, talk to him and everything. Right. So that's going to that's gonna be cool. You can do an interview backstage, maybe live stream it from backstage, sitting on the couch. Maybe. I mean, I'll ask him yeah. if, if he wants to do that. I mean, I don't know what the what the internet... Well, I, I mean, I was there. I was already there. I don't know if the internet was... I'll test it. We'll see. Yeah. I'll definitely get footage. I just saw one from uh, around here. Somebody interviewed uh, Pat Badger and Nuno from Extreme. Just backstage after the show, they were just all hanging out on the couch and did an interview like, no, oh, there we go, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I gotta remember every time I say it. Oh yeah, I mean that's just been a running joke. If I say Ingve, do, do you have an Ingve picture or not? I don't. No. Okay. I've I'll never. I never. I never met him. You're probably better off. But if you if you say Floyd Rose, oh, there he is. There we go. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> the big Lebowski. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a long time ago. 
Um, and then I ran into this guy. Do you, do you know who this guy is? Uh, uh, somebody from PV, maybe? He's got a 65. Of, is that Jim DeCola or whatever his name is? No. Well, Jim DeCola was on here. But right. You see his name tag? Rudy. Oh, is that Rudy Laren or? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that was one that yeah. was Van Halen's tech, right? That's Eddie Van Halen's first guitar tech. That's the guy. And because of the Van Halen Donington 84 video that's now extinct. Right. But I, I have it. Um, we get to see him introduce the band. The oh. guy that would introduce the band all those years. And now the mighty Van Halen. That's him. That's oh. Rudy. That's Rudy Larry. one on the Donington video that does that too? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. So I was at NAMM one year, as you can see, walking around. And Joe Satriani a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was walking around and, and a friend of mine was over talking to this booth here. Uh, I forget what booth this is, but um, it goes walking over. So I walk over to this friend of mine and I see this guy sitting there. And and I'm like, I'm like, I know you. And he's like, no, you don't. And and I look at I'm like, you're Rudy Laren. I'm like, I know you. And then finally he's like, he's like, okay. So I was talking to him for a little bit. I think this was before I was even doing these shows, actually. This was this goes back several years. But he did give me his phone number. So I just gotta find it. Right. <laughs> but he was cool. He he was a cool dude, and he's the guy. Uh, he teched for Edward uh, from when they first started up until uh, before '84. Uh, then when Sammy joined, Zeke Clark came along with Sammy and teched right. for Edward and Sammy. And then Rudy did come back um, in '93 for the Right Here Right Now tour, and then he came back for Balance. So he was tacking for Edward during balance. Oh, that's cool. He, he would know my friend Dave Goodrich then because uh, when I think it was the American League tour, the European uh, Skid Row was opening up. When was that? It, it was 90. I think it was sometime in the balance tour. My friend Dave Goodrich was uh, Rob Afuso's yeah. German tech. And he had a couple stories about me, you know, getting to hang out with Eddie and Alex and stuff uh, backstage, which was like, I'm like, dude, why didn't you tell me that before? You know, anytime somebody tells me they met Eddie, I, I, I'm like, wow, tell me everything that happened. You know, I can tell you what happened when I met him. I, I was invited to a private party um, with a, a mutual friend. And and when I when I showed up, uh, a friend of mine that I was with saw Eddie walk by. And and the thing is, I, OK, where's where's the photo? Um, you know, most people, you wouldn't have recognized him, you know, yeah. short hair and yeah. I mean, kind of balance era, I guess, you know, but, um, this is 2014. So a friend of mine, so he sees him walk by, he's like, there's Eddie, he just saw him, he walked up the stairs. And so we go to the, uh, I, I walk up, up the stairs and I see him. Actually, I do have photos. I'll, I'll have to find them. I do have photos of Eddie, like, like standing there talking to other people and stuff. And, and by, I left him alone. I was there for probably three, four hours at this event. Left him alone. Didn't bother him. 
when it came time to where people are going up to him and he's taking pictures with people, I had our mutual friend introduce me to him. So she introduced us. And, and like I said, I'm like, hey, I'm kind of a fan. And and uh, I think I drove down there from 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 up here, and it only took me like five hours. Like I got down there really quick. It was in L.A. Yeah, it was in Hollywood, and he knew the 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 distance between Hollywood and Bay East Bay area. So he's like, "Wow, you got down here really quick." And so, then he's like, "Well, now you can go back." <laughs> oh wow! And he gave me a fist bump to the chest. He was very funny. He gives me a fist bump to the chest and he's right in my face talking. To me. He's literally this. He's literally right in my face talking to me. And he had had at this party we were at, he had the uh, the sausage uh, hors d'oeuvres that they were serving out because I could smell the sausage on his breath. Right. As he's in front of me. So and I shook his hand. It was very soft. And and like I said, he was just a normal guy, but he looked like. You know, in person, people always look different than, right? you know, TV or posters yeah, I look or like even Brad on Pitt stage. In person, you know? I do, too. That's funny. You say that. So. So when I met him, he's just a normal dude. And then it didn't really hit me till, you know, a week later. I'm sitting there at a stoplight and I'm, at, I'm like, wow, I met Eddie Van Halen. You know, and then after that, I started doing this show and now I brag nonstop, you know. But. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no, he was super cool. And I tell people he's just a normal guy. Yeah. But no, he's the king. Well, yeah, he is, but he's just normal just normal Most dude. Those too. guys are I mean, I I've met a lot of people. I mean, gosh, I, I met Rudy Sarzo when I was like in tenth grade or something, and he was that was you know, White Snake, the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. He was doing a, a PV clinic at the local music store and my brother made a call or something and I got to go backstage or back store, I guess you'd call it. And, and I was just, he was just signing autographs. And when I saw him, it was like the first time I ever saw somebody from MTV, you know, right in front of me and you expect yeah. them to be like, you know, 20 feet tall. And they're just like, they're, they're always like this. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> like a regular dude. And I just, it's always it. like, nice to meet you. Well, yeah, I mean, not all, most of them, but he was really cool. And I told him I was a huge Randy fan and just really quiet guy. The one that wasn't small was um, I met the singer from Typo Negative before Ozfest, Pete, Peter Steele. You ever see him? He was like six foot eight. And he was uh, my, my buddy Dave loves the story. We were going to Ozfest in Charlotte and he was in Sitco getting a sandwich. And he came out and I'm, I couldn't remember his name. You ever blank out like, you know, somebody. And then when you see him in person, you forget their name. I was like, you're the dude from typo negative. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, why are you getting a sandwich at Sitco? You know, because I thought he, he's just like, oh, they don't have food for us. You know, only the headliners get. I just thought that was kind of weird. But he was really nice, too. I've, I've never, never met like a rock star that was like a jerk to me. So I don't know. Some people do. I don't know. I've heard that about some people. They've all been nice when I've met them. Most people that I've met have been have been really nice. Um, the one person that I met that was kind of like like frustrated was uh, Kip Winger. 
<laughs> really? I, I met, never expected that. I met him at they did a they did a, a record signing. This was when their second record came out. It was oh. called In the Heart of the Young. Okay. And you know what was the song? Can't get enough. Can't, Can't get, get enough. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When that came out, they were doing a record signing at the local record store. This was in Lincoln, Nebraska. It was called Pickles Records. Mm-hmm. And so I, I met them. I went and I stood in line. And when I got to uh, each member, I talked to them. I gave Red Beach a couple of my own guitar picks. Well, they were just Fender picks with little stickers on them. I'm like, this is Paul, my pick. Paul, was it Paul Taylor and Rod Morgan Stern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all there. I, I met uh, uh, Red Beach. Super nice. He was like, wow, cool. You know, he took my pick. I didn't ask him for one of his. I gave him one of mine. Oh, right. Cool. This is 1990. So, so I meet him. He's super cool. Uh, Paul Taylor was cool. Uh, uh, Rod Morgenstein. I'm saying, hey, is it true you smile all the time when you play? He's like, yeah, have a good time. Yep, yep. You know. And then, and then when we got to to Kip Winger, I remember maybe it was because he got really mad because the girl, either before or after me, was trying to take a photo of him, or like you know go like this and you know. And the camera wouldn't work. This is before cell phones. Right, yeah. Like so, so he ended up getting really frustrated with that. So when I got to him, though, I asked him, so with me, back then, everything was Van Halen related. Now I do a Van Halen show, so everything is Van Halen related. Right. I remember he had, he had been at that opening of the Cabo Wabo Cantina in Mexico. You'd see it on MTV. MTV had a, a all-day Saturday special called Viva Van Halen Saturday. I remember that. And and I videotaped the entire thing that day. I, I have them on VHS, whatever. I mean, a lot of it's probably on YouTube now. Anyway, you you see them talking to to Kip Winger. He's there with Rachel Hunter, right? And 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 Kip Winger's like, "This is the place to be. This place is awesome. Yeah, you know." So anyway, so I meet when I meet Kip. This was the same year, so this was only some months later. I'm like, "Hey, what was it like at the Cabo Wabo?" He's like, nah, it was okay. <laughs> Tell, like, nah, you know, and I'm just like, wow. You know, he gets mad at this girl because she's trying to take a picture with him and he, and that wouldn't go off. And so maybe I caught him at a bad time. I still have the signed poster from all those guys. Oh, wow. I threw and then I wish I kept that stuff. And then I also, um, I told this story. I had Billy Sheehan on the show here a couple times and I, I told him this story. Uh, this was same, same, same store. No, different record store. Same chain, just a different location. Mr. Big. This was 1992. This is Lincoln, Nebraska. Mr. Big. Second Billy album. Sheehan. Huh? That's the second album, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, green tinted 60s mind and all that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This guy, Paul Gilbert. There he is. He had longer hair back then. Though. He had longer hair. Uh, Eric Martin, who was a possible Van Halen singer at one point. Pat Torpy, who passed away. Pat Torpy. So they they come to town. The reason they came to town was because uh, this friend of mine who was a local radio DJ, his name was John the Animal Terry for Q102 in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's like the classic station at the time. Mr. Big comes to town 
basically to thank him because he's the DJ responsible for the song to be with you becoming a hit. He was the first guy to start playing that song on the radio Hmm. to be with you. Their big hit, the acoustic hit. If you remember that. Oh yeah. Hold on. Yep. Yeah. So it was my friend. It was this radio DJ that started playing that. So they come to town to, to thank him. They do some. They do a signing at a at a music store, at a record store. I skip school. Well, I skip school all the time. But for that day, I skip school and I followed them around. You know. So anyway, so I go. I go up to them. I go up to Billy Sheehan, uh, and Van Halen was coming to town uh, the next month. They were coming to Omaha, Nebraska, for the Carnal Knowledge tour. And so I go up to Billy. I'm like, Hey, can you get me backstage passes for Van Halen? <laughs> <laughs> he's like nah it's a different organization like i can't yeah. help you i can't help you there but so uh and then and then what else yeah so anyway so they were cool so they come to town and and uh so i got an autograph poster of theirs which i have i'll show it to you guys at some point i've been telling you guys this for years but it's in the shed and then uh they play a, a show at the at the local lincoln uh on the campus the show was 12 bucks and i wasn't going to go to the show but i was walking i don't know i was i was either there or something and pat torpy comes walking by and he's like hey good to meet you you coming to the show i'm like uh he's like come to the show so i i shell out the 12 dollars and i go to the show and so I see Mr. Big. And I remember Paul Gilbert. I remember he's playing one of his Ibanez guitars, but it glows in the dark. Because in between each song, he would he would lift the guitar up when, when they go to black, when there's no lights, and he would he would shake it around and it would be green. Right? Might have been like the white might have been like the white Ibanez with the the uh remember the, the stuff F-hole. hanging off it? Oh, the frillies, yeah. Had the F holes and had the, the frillies yeah. hanging off. Yeah. It might it might have been that. Yeah, yeah. He, always, he always played those Ibanez. He had that pink one that looked like a telly when he was in Racer X. Mm-hmm. But uh, every everybody became a star from Racer X pretty much, except uh, the bass player went on to play with Mars Volta. The drummer went on to play with Judas Priest. The singer became the drummer for Badlands, Jakey e. Lee's band, for a while. And then uh, Paul, you know, became Paul and got to meet you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw him. I've seen, at the, I've seen him at the NAMM show a few times. Yeah, he's, he's he, always there. He's like this tall compared he's to me. I have, I have another photo of us. He's like this, and yeah. I'm like this. Like, I'm him. I'm like this right. next to him. Right. You know, he's le- in that photo. Yeah, he's he's literally leaning into it. Yeah, lean into, lean into it. He's literally, you can see, he's way taller. Nuno, I think Nuno's shorter than I am. You know, yeah, I think Nuno's supposed to be like five eight or something, right? I don't know. Like five eight. I think I think Edward is like, I'm five seven. Okay, that's about right. So, he's like five eight. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Um. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. <laughs> what else? What else? Look at this. We're almost we're two and a half hours. Yeah. 
Is everybody still awake? Bill Wyatt. Is is people watching? You can see the counter or? Oh yeah, we got 60 people here. Oh wow, hi. (laughs) Hey everybody. I'm just talking to you. I don't even, I can't even. No, there was never anybody here. No, 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 we got 60 people here, man. This is, this is how it is. We we love, we love people that watch this stuff. That's 59 more people than usually listen to me, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What uh, I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, if you're serious about the Mitch Malloy thing, you know, I can I can reach out. Oh, to him and see if you totally. Want to do that, you know, totally. Tell him. I mean, I do a Van Halen show, but I mean, I just I just I just do a show. Right. But there's the Van Halen part. Of, tell him I just interviewed Andy Summers. Billy right. Sheehan was here. You know, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, he did get. It seemed kind of weird, like on the Facebook. <laughs> Because he's like, you don't know what you're talking about, and it seemed like, did he know who you were? Did did he think no, he just, uh, yeah, no, that's probably no. why, yeah, no, yeah, he no, just, he but, just has a different personality. But I think, like I said, it's just you know everybody's personality is different. You know, I just uh, he's mm-hmm. a cool guy. Every interaction I've had with him is is really good. He's he's, you know, really done pretty well. You know, having a career without being you know quote unquote you know having tons of success but he's stayed in the business i mean i i was looking up i was goofing around on youtube and i found videos of him with with white lion and extreme and nuno was playing a steinberger and i'm like whoa what is that and then they're singing ain't talking about love and i go that's mitch malloy and this was from like 1988 or 89 and i i texted him i'm like Really? I found this video. Is this you? And he goes, yeah. I said, well, what band were you in? He goes, the Mitch Malloy band. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know there was a Mitch Malloy band. That's, you know, and to me, I was like, dude, how come you never talk about that? You're on stage with standing between Vito Brada and Nuno Betancourt singing. And he looks exactly the same as he does now. And uh, mm-hmm. those videos are out there. I don't, it was like some kind of benefit or something in New York, you know, in the late eighties. And, uh, I think Mitch just put out an album not long ago. I think he, he just sells right off his website. Like a lot of people do now, you know, like Todd, my friend, Todd, you've had him on your show. Yeah. Friday, Todd Howarth dot biz. Um, T-O-D-H-O-W-A-R-T-H dot B-I-Z. He's got CDs. I mean, it's, it's a different world, man. We're not going to the record store anymore to buy stuff, you know, but uh, if you're no. like me, you still like once in a while, I mean, you can see back there, I've got, all my CDs and everybody's like, oh, what are you even thought? Man, I still like to have a tangible thing in my hand to look, <laughs> read and look at pictures. You know, if I'm going to spend money on it, I don't want to just click the mouse. There's stuff you got to read and know, like what kind of guitar picks does this guy use? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I mean, it, 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 it depends on what your setup is, too, because not everybody has a CD player. I, I have a CD I don't player. Even have one anymore, but I still. I have one in the car. Right. I have. Okay. Here's here's my problem. Okay. I have an iP- I have the iPod Classic, which is the one that holds freaking ten thousand songs uh-huh. or whatever. Right. I have that one. I've had it for ever since it came out. Mm-hmm. The thing barely works. It has to stay plugged in, so it stays in my car. It stays plugged into my car. I can't update it with anything new, because. 
iTunes isn't iTunes anymore. Now it's a subscription. Right. It's Apple Music. Mm-hmm. So all the music I bought from them, if I was to plug that into my computer, who knows? It, it would all be gone or who knows right. what. Right. But I have thousands and thousands of tracks. I've got so much Van Halen on there. Like unbelievable bootleg stuff. Same with the police. Same with all my favorite bands. I've got so much stuff on there. Interviews, whatever. So if if I have if I go to buy new music now, I can't put it in that iPod. Right. And so the only way is I'd, I'd have to get a CD mm-hmm. and listen to the CD in the car. I don't have a CD player here. I would If I was to listen to new music here, I would open up Spotify and listen to it here. Right, right, right. But so if I were to buy music, it would be possibly a CD. And I would just mainly listen to it in the car while I because I drive a lot. I drive up to the East Bay back and forth twice a week. I'll be doing that tomorrow, right. by the way. So... So uh, I actually almost bought the new Taylor Swift CD yesterday. Oh, really? She has a, a double CD. Yeah. Her last record's actually really good. It's called Midnight's. Um, and to t- take it back to Van Halen, her live guitar player plays EVH gear. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of So that. if you see her in concert, he plays Van Halen guitars. Right, right. So there you go. Awesome. Um, but uh, actually, I met him, actually. I met him at the NAMM show years ago and i have a good a good friend actually is good friends with him uh anyway yeah cds so there's 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 stores like we out here in the bay area we always had amazing stores amoeba music rasputin's music so you could always everything was always available out here yeah we had they were we had independent stores here when i was in college there's a vintage vinyl in the 90s like buying records was still kind of like a i don't know like a something that people didn't do it was like oh my gosh you have vinyl so you could only go to certain stores for it because remember they weren't making it for so long and that never went away here because of the bay area because of stuff like amoeba vinyl was always available like used like like, it's funny because when when i lived in miami when i was working with desmond back in 1998 Mm -hmm. i remember going to their stores and being like man the store sucks (laughs) Right. <laughs> they don't they don't have i couldn't wait to come back here and go back to the the amoeba music right right you know uh saturn records in oakland was cool mike niece is saying in the chat saturn they knew me as the van halen guy they would save everything cool van halen that would come in like those looney tune red vinyls oh, you ever yeah, see those yeah. i would get them all from saturn and actually, I ran into uh, the drummer from Green Day. He was hanging out in there one day. Trey Cool. Trey Cool. I sold him a guitar one time uh, that ended up in Spin Magazine. There's a photo of Green Day in a bathtub. And there's like an old like Japanese guitar they're sitting with. I sold him that guitar. Oh, wow. And they used it for that photo shoot. Anyway, so Saturn Records, like Mike Nees here, he knows. He knew the area. Saturn was an awesome record store in Oakland, California. Uh 25 years ago they they i think what happened was they really got into selling like seat like bootlegs like cdrs and maybe they eventually got shut down for doing that this was this goes back to the late 90s um but yeah they used to save saturn records they would save me like all the amazing van halen like vinyl bootlegs those looney tune uh red vinyls uh 
anything Van Halen that would come in, they would put behind the counter for me. Actually, I had, they sold me. I, I sold it decades ago. I wish I still had it. I had a Van Halen 2 album signed by all four members. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That'd be worth I it. I wish I still had it. Yeah. And it was, I think it was legit. I think it was real. They sold it to me for cheap because they're like, oh, somebody just brought this in. Well, you can have it for 50 bucks, whatever. And I probably ended up selling it for 100 bucks right. back 20 years ago. And now that I think about it, I wish I still had that, man, because it'd be sitting right back there. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd be giving it away, you know, oh, like dude. I'm giving away this magazine tonight. There you go. I got to see if I can find one of those. I, I go to the store. I remember seeing like the Pink Floyd one. I don't ever remember seeing the Van Halen. There's ton. Well, yeah, there's Beatles, Pink Floyd, blah, blah, blah. There's tons of them. The Van Halen one, it says display until September 15th. So it looks like they might have taken it off the shelves. Do you have a Barnes & Noble in your area? I think so, yeah, yeah. They might still have this right. there. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out. I'll get, I'll get one somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You can get them. Sorry, I, I got to plug in my laptop real quick. You can get them at grocery stores, bookstores. Yeah, that's where I always see them is at the, you know, when you're in the checkout at the grocery store and it's like, you know, TikTok's gum, you know, some kind of diet book and then the magazine. And I, I always like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like the Pink Floyd one. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to get this. Then it's like $17.95. I'm like, well, I'm not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like four bucks I'd buy it, but not 20, 18. I know. These are like uh, 15 Oh, wow. Well, a $15 value could be yours tonight. That's it, man. New. Brand new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Huh? Chris King, you'd love to have them? Yeah. What do they do? They all hit one, right? Is that how you did it last time? Everybody hits a one and then it goes. Technically, as long as somebody says anything in the chat, they're eligible. Oh, okay. Okay. The, what happens is the chat records uh, anybody that, that says anything in the chat, either on YouTube or, or, or Facebook. What if the Nightbot and, wins? The Nightbot can't win, can he? No, because Nightbot is me. Oh, that's so, you. Okay. Nightbot is me. Oh, yeah. I was like the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. So, and technically, if you guys are on Facebook too, if you're on Facebook and YouTube, you get two chances because that counts as two comments. So, if if we're if we're Facebook friends, where's my Facebook at? If you if you if you're here on YouTube, you jump open up another browser, open up another screen. And tune into the the Facebook feed of this, and just say something. Yeah, we got Jay Marshall, we got Ron Wingler, we got Kelly. Yeah, we we have a lot of people over on the Facebook as well. You guys, what? You guys sent a lady a Kramer poster. I'm just getting a text message. I see. I've got this phone number down here, so I get text messages. Uh, oh, that's. Oh, Bill. Bill is saying, uh, you'll have to ask him. I don't know. 
I don't know how many, if he has any left. Yeah, that's 40 grit. That's 40 grit. You'll have to get old him. He might be in our chat, actually. He was earlier. I don't know if he still is. He was. Yeah. Here, here, here's. Hey, John. Here we go. We got John. Welcome, man. You're on Facebook. Sean is on Facebook. Yeah, so see, there's my Facebook. Facebook Johnny Bean. If you jump over there, say hi over there as well. You'll get another chance to win. So, yeah. There we go. So, what? We're going on... Uh, I don't know. How you feeling? Are we? Are we cool? I'm I'm cool. I, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Any questions? Let's field some questions and then and then spin. Yeah, that sounds good. Any questions in the chat? Now is your time. Hi, Johnny Bain. I am a. What? Grunk? What? What's a grunk? We, we should have like uh, trivia, like see if somebody can stump us with the Van Halen trivia that, that none of us can answer like they used to do on that metal show. Oh. Try that. Try that? Between Does anybody you, have I think, we'd, I, I think it would be hard to stump us between you and I at anything Van Halen related that we don't know the answer to. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know if they're game. They might not be. They're probably scared of us. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody in the chat have any trivia questions you want to ask? Make sure we see it. It's favorite strings. Oh, that that's not trivia, but what are your favorite strings? Uh, I like the I like the Darios and Ernie Balls. Same. Yeah. They're they're all sort of the same to me. <laughs> Whatever one's the cheapest on Amazon, <laughs> which is like yeah. the ours or something. Because guitar strings used to be like three dollars a pack. Now you go under like nine. I'm like, oh geez. Yeah. So I just go on Amazon, I put in electric guitar string 942, 946, and I go low to high. And whatever one is the cheapest one, that's <laughs> the one I order. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here we go. Well, I survived Walmart. Rock Daddy is saying, oh, hey, man. He's got a question. What two guitars did Eddie use in Australia Sydney Tour 2012? They went to Sydney in 2012 with Dave? 2012. Yeah. Yes. They, they did. Oh, they they might have because that would have been when they did uh, Tokyo Dome, right? Or so I guess they were kind of in the general area. Is that when they were all wearing like the Han Solo outfits? They're all wearing the white shirt with the with the black. Uh, what do you call that? I the know little... Eddie was using a, a Wolfgang, a white Wolfgang, with black stripes on it. Because that's that's what he used for Tokyo Dome. 
and he had his hair pulled back and all that. So I would think that would be one of them, a white Wolfgang with black stripes on it. And then I think there was a, uh, he used, he always used one of the EV, the Strat guitars for uh, Al Wait because that was in standard tuning because it was a keyboard song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know, if, but that, that I, I think the white Wolfgang with the black stripes would have been one of them. I don't know if I'm right or not. They have to let us know if we're right. <laughs> I think he was using that guitar in Japan. Right. I think. And that was a relic guitar too. And it's now on display at the hard at the uh Was, no, was that one relic though in 2020? Yes. Okay. I thought they didn't do the, that. The black and white striped one was relic. And yeah. and that was that's now on display at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Oh wow, okay. So you can actually go and see that guitar. Right. And there would have been something that he used in standard tuning, which I think would have been one of the Stripe series, right? Possibly one of the striped ones, like he striped up himself. Or I think later on he was using just random EVH guitars, like the Star. Yeah. Kind of like... He was using, a, he was using Wolfgang standards, um, I think, when standards. I saw for the, for the song that was yeah. in standard tuning. Yeah. 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 The circles. Yep. The circles he was using. You would see those. What is your favorite album from pre Hagar? Pre Hagar, did it say? You mean like uh the first six albums, you mean? Somebody I think did. you said the other night, didn't you? Yeah, I was I I'm, I was to me, just diver down, just more because of just remembering that time in my life, because it was kind of still like uh, unique to be a Van Halen fan at that time. Once 84 hit and Jump was on MTV every 10 minutes and pan- like everybody liked Van Halen then. But Diver Down was the last one. I was like, who do you like Van Halen? You know, it wasn't totally mainstream yet. At least mm-hmm. on the East Coast, it wasn't because you're out there. It might have been already. They might have been superstars. Hmm. I I always say "Women and Children First Really, is my favorite. Yeah. Although I do have it, it's it's sitting up in there somewhere. I do have one of those double cassettes. It was an official oh, yeah. cassette. One on one side, one on the other. There's yeah. a "Women and Children First Fair Warning." Yep. Two albums on That's one cassette. Yeah. I'll usually show that one mm-hmm. and get two for one. Yeah. Yeah, I had that same thing. Yeah, I think they had an Aussie one that was like. Blizzard of Oz on one side and Bark at the Moon on the other. Mm-hmm. I had that too. Those were great. You just listen, flip the tape over, and keep going for like an hour and a half, like like this show. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we can do an even th- we can do an even three hours. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. We got ten minutes, and we'll we'll hit three. We'll spin. We'll spin in about five or six minutes, you guys. So make sure you say something in the chat. That's all you got to do. Press, if you can hear me, press one right now. If you can hear me. Anybody that's listening to this. We got 66 people here. Wow. We got about 45 entries. That's cool, man. So there are some people. Thanks, guys, for watching and hanging with us this long, you know. I appreciate it. Johnny appreciates it. Oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love we love doing this stuff. Yeah, I mean this show 
Um, not the Van Halen show, but but like the like, I've been doing Tuesdays for years at this at this time. Those shows used to be three hours, four hours, right? Somewhat. Um, and then when I started doing doing exclusively Van Halen on Tuesdays, I started doing two hours, and then sometimes just an hour. I would do just like one hour of like news and stuff, and right. and you can kind of te- you can gauge you know because I can see I, I got my screen I got three screens in front of me. Here is just this, although I do get comments you know over here. I have a, a laptop sitting in front of me here that has the giveaway tool that I can see. I've got another screen over here that has all the analytics. Average view duration. The average viewer watched half an hour tonight, which is actually really good. Good. That's like that's like a full episode of something, you know. Uh, We're at three hundred thirty-six views live tonight's show. Uh, Fifty-one thumbs ups, and I can see the chat over here as well. I'm I'm, I can see inside like YouTube Studio is what it's called. And then I have Facebook open as well, so I can see like the Facebook stream and and some other stuff. Um, so it was a good night. Tonight was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm boring or if I'm not. You know. <laughs> no. No, this is great. No, we and plus we covered a lot of stuff, which yeah. is which is awesome. We talked about the Bon Jovi, the Desmond yeah. Child, uh, Mitch Malloy. I mean all kinds of other stuff in there and that then that's that's cool i mean that's that's the stuff you know that's the stuff to talk well, my to brother talk. calls me rain man so i <laughs> i just I, I don't know man i've just been watching mtv since the day it came out and i don't know man i've just been around music forever and i just remember everything and you know same here like you you just kind of i think the term now is deep dive i was doing deep dives when nobody knew what the hell that was you know mm-hmm. me it was just learning you know wanting to know everything i could about things i liked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same here i started watching mtv back when it first started what's Grew the first up on video you know the first video gotta know it oh yeah yeah video killed the radio star what was the second video ah does anybody know it? Second video ever played on MTV in 1981. I don't. I don't know it. They're not going to know it either. It was uh, Pat Benatar. Oh wow! You better run. You better hide. Yeah. <laughs> Chatter limits. Tonight's prize is a Van Halen Life magazine. Ooh, somebody in said mint Mexican condition. Radio. Huh? Somebody said Mexican radio. Ooh, somebody got pep- Mexican radio. That was Wall of Voodoo. Remember the band Wall of Voodoo? Uh, the the singer, the yeah. singer. Uh, he he used to follow me on Twitter. He did the the soundtrack. I think for uh, was it Rumblefish with Stuart Copeland? Dude, he <laughs> did. He he was the vocalist for that song called "Don't Box Me In." Right. Which was the title track, the single off Rumblefish. Dude, that's my favorite soundtrack ever, man. Right. I love yeah. that soundtrack. Yeah, Wall of Voodoo. Stuart Copeland, man. He he's he he's my look at this, man. Look at this, man. Oh, he gave you a stick. Check this out. Well, I got this from Andy's Guitar Tech. Oh, okay. When 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 the police were at uh Concord, California, uh out uh amphitheater. 
because I, I knew I I kept in touch with Andy all those years through his tech. Now I, I'm in touch with Andy, you know, himself. But anyway, so when the police comes to play in 2007, 2008, I, I get this drumstick and it's, it's used. Right. Right. And and you can actually see the video on my channel here. I, I go to meet Stuart. Stuart put out a book in 2009, 10. You can see the video on my channel here. I go up and he signs the stick for me. Oh, wow. So. Very cool. This is not tonight's prize. Maybe eventually. Maybe. If I can get, you know, to my million subscribers, I'm giving everything away eventually. Eventually, I'll be standing here in a potato sack. That door will be open. There'll be nothing there. I mean, it'll, you know, the computer, the laptop will be gone. When I get to a million, I'll be talking to this. Yeah. You guys. Yeah, we're trying and we're growing, man. We're, I mean, we're really, we're really growing. We're, we're, we're going to get to 10,600 now, which we can do because we're, we, we're growing by like a hundred and 150 a month. That's right. That's pretty cool. People are chiming in and, and they're right. They're saying Neil Gerardo was the, uh, the first guitar player on MTV because the Buggles did not have a guitar player. It was uh, Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs, I think, that were in Yes on the Drama album in 1980. So, yeah, the first guitar player was Neil Giraldo from uh, Pat Benatar, her husband, on MTV. Very mm -hmm. good. Janice, thank you for the tweet. I just saw your tweet. I'm going to reach out to Eric Bazilian. Say, hey, remember me? Try to get him on here. And he, he sang back up on uh, Time After Time? Yeah. I he was the guy. Cool harmony. It was a really The cool male vocal is him. Yeah. And you totally, I totally hear it. Once yeah. you meet him and you hear him right. sing and stuff, it's like, oh, that's him. Yeah. Then every time Girls Just Want to Have Fun comes on the radio, wherever I am, I hear it and I'm like, that guitar. I, I think Rick guy. Derringer toured with her too, because Rick Derringer was playing Steinbergers back then, and he he toured with Cindy Lauper for that. Was it She's So Unusual? That was the name of the album in '84 with all the songs. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know too much. <laughs> See, we know a lot of stuff, and that's what's awesome. It's awesome being able to to uh, share that stuff on here. Let's see where are we at. All right, rate rate a spin. Let's do it. All right. We're giving away a, a Life Van Halen magazine tonight. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And see, once we spin, most people are just going to bounce. So, so let me just say, well, no, not really. But let me just say, you guys, thank you for, for watching. And don't forget, let's get to 10,600 YouTube subscribers. We can do it. This January, I'll be at the NAM show. So look for exclusive live NAM footage right here on YouTube, on Facebook. And don't forget, one month from now, I will be in Las Vegas. I'll be there attending what's called TwitchCon, which is it's almost like the NAM convention for, for the Twitch uh, streaming platform. I'm basically going to network to meet people to stream. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, it's just video games and dumb stuff. No, it's not. It's it's all sorts of stuff. It's everything. 
I'm live on Twitch every night, you guys. You can go to twitch.tv slash Johnny Bean. You can, you can follow me on Twitch. Some of you guys are already there. Some of you guys do follow me there. But uh, I'll be giving you guys exclusive uh, footage from TwitchCon in Las Vegas over on my Twitch channel, October 18th through the 24th. And I will be streaming here on YouTube uh, just from Las Vegas, walking around Vegas, going to music stores, guitar stores, whatever. Do I have a fo- do I have a gimbal for Nam? Brian is asking. I do not. I do not have a, a gimbal. What is I it? know what you're talking about, though. I don't. What is a gimbal? A gimbal is it's basically it's like a, it's like a, a holder. Actually, no, I do have one. What am I talking about? I do have one. Where is it? It's in here. Ah, I, I, I do have one. I do have one. It's like a tripod stand where you put your phone in. Oh. But what happens, a gimbal is actually, it, it, it runs off power and you turn it on and you basically, the camera stays still. So you can move around and the camera moves along with however you move it. So it basically, there's no shakiness. Oh, wow. Like, it's a pretty cool thing. And I do have one. I just remembered. So I normally use this one, although I do have a, a gimbal. I just realized that. For the NAM show for TwitchCon. So I'll be using that stuff. Okay. It becomes a steady cam. That's right. That's true. Actually, I did a I did a video on my channel here when I first got it. I actually went and I walked around the campus here in Santa Cruz and I was displaying it. It's one of my videos. I've got almost 4,000 videos on my channel here. This channel goes back years and years and years. There's so much stuff here. But one of the videos is me walking around with the gimbal, although it was like years ago. So I do have one. I will use it. Okay. We're ready. We're ready. Three hours. This is awesome, man. Tonight was awesome, you guys. A round of applause. Everybody that stuck with us. We got 60 watching, you guys. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome back anytime, man. Anytime you want to come back. You guys, I mean, you know the drill. We do Saturdays where we just talk whatever. Uh, Fridays is normally Kramer. We talk Kramer guitars, or I think we'll talk whatever. I mean, it's, you know, we had your brother on last week. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, whatever. But Tuesdays, I'll get, I'll get some rock stars too, man. We, Dude, yeah, I appreciate that, man. This is awesome. This is awesome. All right, magazine, we're giving this away. So the winner, the winner of this magazine. Let's see. I already did that. Giveaway winners. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget. I already went to Guitar Center yesterday. I'll, I'll, I'll add that video to the end of this video. If you guys missed yesterday's video. I was live at Guitar Center. Um, oh, it's over there. I'll do some sort of something for you guys tomorrow. All right. What is this? Van Halen Life Magazine. All right. The winner is... Ready?
The winner is Rico B. Rico B. Congratulations, Rico. Phone number 415-952-3263. Send me a text. Text me where to send it. I will send that off. Thank you. Right on. Right on, dude. Dude, yeah. Eric, thank you again for, for joining us. And again, you're welcome back anytime, man. Tuesdays, like I said, Tuesdays has been exclusively Van Halen for about a year now. I've been doing strictly Van Halen stuff. You know, I'm always, I'm always looking to branch out. So right. maybe at some point, Tuesdays might become, you know, something else it might become more you know like tonight we talked a lot of cool stuff but it all did come back to van halen you see um but let me just say i don't know if tuesdays will always be strictly a van halen thing but it'll be something there'll be something here every tuesday for well almost i do almost daily videos for for these guys like every day I do the scheduled stuff Tuesdays, which again has been exclusively Van Halen Tuesdays. Oh, yeah, one. I call it Oh, yeah, one Tuesday. I mean, it just That's makes great. sense, you know. That's a great name, yeah. <laughs> Fridays, Fridays. You know, we've been talking Kramer guitars. You know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the in the future? You know, Saturdays. You know, Saturday night. You're with us the other night. You know, we have a, a few people with us. We have a great time. Um, and then Sundays I do my, what I call guitar ASMR where I play and I, I demo, you know, uh, effects, gear, whatever. Oh, by the way, that reminds me, I have an unboxing for this Sunday. The, uh, a company sent me a piece of gear. It's in that box. So I will, I'll be demoing a piece of gear this Sunday for the guitar ASMR show. It's in there. Any hints? Nothing? Um, pedal, guitar, amp, or wireless? Cool. A wireless system. Cool. You yeah. Can walk all around and. Yes. You can be walking on the moon. Yes. Amazing. And thank you, Laz, for that pedal. He let me borrow it, but he doesn't know where I live. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Uh, Eric, thank you again, and keep in touch. Absolutely. And seriously, if you can get a hold of Mitch, say, hey, I do this show. I just had Andy Summers, right. whatever. I wouldn't mention the Facebook thing, but who knows? I don't know. I'll reach you know? out to him for you. I'll see if he's yeah. interested. He, yeah. he might he, not be. Who knows? I mean, he may be. Yeah. Yeah. As, as long cool. as we treat him like you know <laughs> oh definitely right he, he he's um you know he just we'll just let him talk we'll just ask him a couple van halen questions and let him talk <laughs> that'd be great yeah that'd be great yeah bring him on come on come on on that'd be odd the three of us we could we could talk to him yeah you know that'd be great that'd be awesome all right you guys thank you for watching i will see you guys tomorrow from guitar center or something i don't know uh, all right, Eric, 
Johnny Bean, I'll see you guys later. Good night. Thank you, guys. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, folks. Niels Lozauer here. Check out my good friend, Johnny Bean TV. Awesome. Thank you so much. But let me do one more. Where is it? We're good Facebook friends. Where, where, okay. Wait, where is it, though? The Johnny Bean TV. It's YouTube, Facebook, okay. uh, Twitter. It's okay, let's do one more. Okay. It's everywhere. Hey, folks. Niels Lozauer here. Check out Johnny Bean TV on Facebook and YouTube. You'll enjoy it. Awesome. Hey, this is Billy Sheehan. You're watching Johnny Bean TV. Okay, ready? Ready. Hola, amigos. This is your bass player, Billy Sheehan. You're watching me right here on my dear friend, John. Uh, it went away. Oh, I no. Uh, uh. Johnny Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can, we, we do radio IDs all the time, but if it's not written down, even if the guy is standing right there, it's a, it's a weird mental. Problem. You said we're dear friends, Johnny but then you couldn't remember my name. Dear friend, uh, what's it? Uh, who is that? <laughs> no, it's a weird thing. Uh, whenever we do radio IDs or TV things, <laughs> if it's not written down, you're, you're lost. It's hilarious. But Johnny Bean, come on, here we go. Let's do, take two. I'll get it this time, I swear to God. All right. Ready. All right. Hola, amigos. This is Billy Sheehan, your bass player. Here with my dear friend, Johnny Bean. I never forget this guy. He's been so wonderful for me. <laughs> Let me do take three. Sorry. Thank you, Billy. I overdid it now. Here we go. <laughs> Hola, amigos. This is Billy Sheehan, your bass player, uh, saying hello to you from the fabulous Johnny Bean Show. And uh, thank you for having me on, Johnny. And uh, I hope I see you all around. New Talis is out. New Winery Dog's coming. Gracias. Hey, hey this friend. is Billy Sheehan. You're watching Johnny Bean TV. Okay, ready? And hey, don't forget, I'll be live from Las Vegas, October 18th. I'll be at TwitchCon, so follow me on Twitch. And I'll be live here on YouTube as well. So join me October 18th through the 24th, Las Vegas. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.